You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. that one flip side after we did a whole after dark episode remember the after dark episode with shrek after dark yeah that was a fun episode <laughs> you just gotta get that guttural real low welcome to flip side after dark after dark some people do things during the day <laughs> others prefer the night or did, like did you ever used to watch uh, tales from the dark side yeah i try to stay in the daylight <laughs> Man lives in the bright world of reality, but there is a dark side. One man against a chicken. <laughs> You've heard that Pablo Francisco bit, right? The 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 uh, movie trailers thing where he goes, one man, one desire. Oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to take my tortillas. <laughs> Welcome. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Welcome to episode 81, 081, number 81, 81. 81. of the motherfucking podcast, man. Uh, this is, of course, the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo. Motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I really need to get a grinder in here. I've got one at home, but here I am breaking up weed like a fucking caveman. You're on grinder? With my... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, all I heard was grinder. Grinder. I, I mean, dude, I imagine that grinder is... Probably has the highest completion rate of any dating app or site there is. Because it's I, I like, would, I would imagine. What, what do you qualify as completion? Okay, well, now check it out. So, like, <laughs> so, like, if you to if you get on if you get on Tinder, it's a lot of it's a lot of dudes going, hey, 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 and then girls going like, no, thank you, and then the guys going, whatever, you fucking bitch, like, and just, like, mean, crazy shit, and once in a while it works out, right, because guys are crazy and mean and creepy and weird, right, and then on Bumble, it's all based on, like, the way Bumble works, if I'm not mistaken, is it's all based upon, like, like the woman's choice, right? It's all based upon their selection, if I'm not mistaken. And then they're matched up with whoever they select. I think I think it just kind of like leans more towards... Uh, they the, select a mugshot. They select... <laughs> right. I'm like, isn't that like every yeah. day? Isn't that I mean, like normal day life, right? But, but, but on Grindr, it's dudes on dudes, right? And, man, I... I mean, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I've heard. Totally. I don't know for yeah. sure. No, but I mean, so like, it's dudes just like you wanna, yeah, I wanna, just like that same kind of disposition, that same kind of predilection, emphasis on dick. 
Or lick. Or lick. <laughs> very cocksure. Like, I just... Whatever I just, syllable you would like. I just imagine that on Grinder, just everybody just comes out happy. Like, it just seems like, wait, you like to fuck too? I like to fuck. Let's get together and fuck each other. That sounds great. Are you a fan of Conan O'Brien? Ah, uh, yeah. I like Conan O'Brien. Have you seen him, uh, the little mini episode where he signs up for Grinder? No. Oh, it's <laughs> it's definitely worth a watch. What happens? Well, he, he meets somebody in a parking lot. It's great. <laughs> So, so grinder is dude on, dude with dude, dude on dude. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think it's strictly dude on dude. If I'm mistaken, dudes for dudes, yeah. Hmm. And I, I don't know. I just, um, I've told you, I think before about the time that I bartended the triangle reunion at uh, the Rockaway, and it was just so festive, and everybody was just so happy to be there, and it was very like. It was very casual and 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 just friendly and warm and great. And it's not like it's not like there was just an orgy in the middle of the floor. Honestly, growing up in a gay family, I can say that gays have more fun in general. It seems like a lot of the pressure is taken off. Is that is that true from your experience growing up around that? Well, me not being gay myself, but growing but up observing, in a, but observing in a, in, a, in, a gay, in a gay household, household. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, tons lots of, of fun. fun. Lots tons of dance fun. parties. Yeah. But it's it's also like it seems like when the tension is off the table of like like when guys are trying to pick up on women, we're trying to the best of us are trying to pretend we're not pervy. There's a lot of creepazoids. Yeah, there's a lot know? of social mores and weird. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. You know, in the hetero a, world, a man and woman. Yeah, in a hetero based relationship, or you know, this is something that I observed, and it's just, and it, yeah, it's, it seems like it's it's a little bit more free. Yeah, you know, um, because everybody knows what the deal is. Everybody does know what the deal is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you worked in you worked in restaurants and bars. Your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same, same with me. That's what I did before I did, before I had the shop. Right, right. So right. it was always like, yeah, you kind of go to, you know, you go to a regular bar and then you go to a gay bar and you're like, gay bars are pretty fun. And it's different when you go as a straight. If you're a straight dude, you're they kind of know and you're like, yeah, come on in, man. It's all good. You're good. I remember the first time yeah, I they, w- they they know they yeah, know yeah. they know that you're not <laughs> there. They know, they know hard. They, yeah, they yeah. know that you're there with the girl that you're with. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. And it, it's like. I had first a pu- gay bar I ever went into. I was talking to the bartender, just having a little conversation. I was just like, "Well, how come? How come no dudes are like seem interested in me?" He's like, "Oh, honey, you scream straight." See, yeah. that wasn't yeah. my experience because I, I I've always been kind of a little on the otterish side, which I guess an otter is kind of a mix between a twink and a bear. Right. 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 So <laughs> so I've always I've always had um, I've always had kind of a an otterish look to me. So anytime I went to a gay bar, it was like, I mean, many took a swing. And I want to say the the first gay bar I went to, I was like kind of uncomfortable. And I was like, you know, a guy offered to buy me a drink. And I was like, just so you know, you know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's fine. Can we have a beer? Is that all right? And then after, (laughs) after that, you know, it's like totally relaxed. It's like dancing, having fun, drinking frozen daiquiris from a machine. Like you don't see as many of the frozen daiquiri machines in straight. You can bars. definitely, you know, take your chances with drinks in a in a gay establishment like oh, yeah. you don't in a regular, you know, <laughs> right. hetero establishment. Th- this is something. This is something that I observed when um when I worked at the Overland, um they were voted 
best place to take a Tinder date in like 303 Magazine or something like that. Really? So because of that, I got to see a lot of people coming in on Tinder dates, pretending not to be on Tinder dates. Like you'd see someone walk in, look at their phone, and then like Scan kind of- in the room. You know, kind of like walk, in, walk over quietly and be like, Tina? See you night. Hi, you must be Samuel. It's nice to meet you. And then they sit down <laughs> and they spend the next two hours trying to pretend that they're not there to fuck each other. Like it's basically, I'm going to spend the next hour qualifying you, qualifying that you are not a serial killer. Which, I mean, if you know anything about serial Isn't killers. is any date, though? Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like on Grinder, that vetting process is probably far, far shorter. Like, I don't, I haven't really seen any, num and perhaps I'm mistaken. I haven't seen any statistics. That, that <laughs> <laughs> nothing, I, nothing that came out today? Well, no, I just mean. <laughs> not today. Not today. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I haven't seen anything that's been like, best place to take a Grinder date. Because I mean, you I got to write that in. For yeah, Westward, you got to write it in. <laughs> I, I feel a like a grinder date can happen anywhere. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I feel like. Is if you're on a grinder date, like I don't even know if you make it into a business establishment. It's like, let's meet in the parking lot, and then we'll go in and go dancing, and then we'll go back out to the parking lot again. It seems on Tinder dates and Bumble dates, there's a lot more. Um, you know, there's a lot more of like, this isn't what we both are aware that it is. You know, we're, we're, we're going to pretend. Little, there's a little pretense. You there mean. is a lot more pretense yeah. to it. So I, I'd be interested to find out more about that, about, about more how Grindr works. Like, can somebody teach me how to use it, I guess is what I'm saying, because it just seems like a lot of fun. Watch the Conan episode. It's great. Yeah, I want to I check <laughs> All it out. All the training you need. Dude, they're used to, I feel like they're used to be more accessible gay bars in Denver. Like, there was the Wrangler, there was JR's, like, JR's had that, like, did they have a big mural or that? What was the? There the, was a place that had a. That big, was the carousel. So we stumbled in there one day. So yeah. me and a friend of mine, we went out to a birthday party, and we went and we're just doing shots and we're getting hammered, and towards the end of what we thought was the evening, my uh, my roommate walks up and goes, "Hey man, is it, is it too late to get another another drink?" And he goes, "It's fucking ten after nine. <laughs> So that, that'll tell you how shit bombed we were, yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. like, "Well, fucking great!" So we left there. We're stumbling down the street, and we see a bar. We're like, "Hey, it's open. Let's go in there." So we walk in, and we're, there's nobody there. And we sit down, and the guy's like, uh, "Yeah, dollar drafts." We're like, "Well, this fucking bar is the greatest place, yeah, yeah, we've ever seen." So we sit down, beer, and it starts to fill up, and we're like, "Yeah, this place is pretty." We're like, "This is the, this this place is pretty hopping." We start looking around, going, "Wait a minute." Something doesn't seem right. There's a vibe here. There's something going on that I don't quite understand. And then I start looking at the murals on the wall, and I'm like, oh. It's one of those concept bars. I was like, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, the whole bar's full, and I'm looking around going, and to be honest, go back to your point about just kind of having a good time at a place that's different. And we basically sat there, and we're like, what do you want to do? Not Once we figured out what was going on, I go, well, what are you going to do? He's like, Dollar drafts, bro. I'm like, uh, yeah, gonna no. order another drink. Yeah. <laughs> so we we stayed there. We stayed there for like three hours, and it was just beer after beer. And met a whole bunch of cool people. And like you said, they didn't. You know, they weren't. Uh, we weren't getting any phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't <laughs> happening. No. I actually felt a little bit offended and a little bit hurt. I was like, man, that's 
God. Oh well. Well, you want to feel I like guess you, I just you don't do... even rate. I did have like... a guy. I did have a guy at the at the triangle reunion party, and I mean there was like, dude, they they dressed up for the ball, man. Like there was a lot of dudes in like amazing like must have been several thousand dollars worth of like custom leather costumes like you know cop daddy outfits and the fire alarm got tripped and a bunch of firefighters showed up and oh man that was great to see (laughs) the firefighters walked in and then realized where they were and then the guys were like hey what's going on guys and you know so the firefighters are like turning beet red and anyway it was a lot of fun okay guys very funny they like they like are Passing around like uh, printed up pamphlets with the hanky code. Do you know about the hanky code? Oh, the hanky code. The hanky code. Like, do you know about the hanky I'm code? I'm not like, familiar with that. So there is a whole hanky code where you wear a specific type of material in your back pocket, and that is to communicate to others in the room what it is that you are into. I heard my father referred to it as fag football. Is that what he called it? that's so great yeah but wearing it so like wearing it on your right side means a different thing than wearing it on your left side like it's like basically what i think it was at least according to this list was right side means you give whatever the thing is and left side means you take whatever the thing is okay so it's like for example and these are all all arbitrary because i'm just doing it off of memory but it's like uh, if it's on the right side, it's you're a gay cop. If it's on the left side, you're into gay cops with like a, a blue bandana, right? Yellow is like you're into water sports. So if you wear it on the right side, it's like I like to pee on people. If you've got it on the left side, it's like I like to get peed on and on and on like that. Even up to and including like it goes beyond bandana colors and goes into just like material, like if you have mosquito like netting, like yes, actually, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. There was one like if you've got a piece of flannel in your right pocket, it's like you're into lumberjacks, and if it's on the left, you're a lumberjack. Or uh, there was one that's like mosquito netting. If you have mosquito netting in your right pocket, it was like you're a top who likes the outdoors. If it's in your left pocket, you're a bottom who likes the outdoors. Did you find the hanky code? I thought, I thought it was more, I thought it was, no, actually, no. <laughs> I uh, thought you were I, searching I like, for it. No, no, no. I've got a picture of it somewhere Ooh, on my yeah, phone. My understand. well, I guess I could look it up. Yeah, look up the hanky code. But, it's but fascinating. My, well, let me dude. see if I, if my understanding, uh, if my Gorgle, That's a lot of my stuff. Gorgle understanding is, is going to match Google's, but, um, your Gorgle <laughs> understanding, is that what you, that's, that's what Josh says. He's Gorgle it. Gorgle it. He's like, ask Gordo. He knows. Gorgle it. It's, and I don't half the time. I don't Just know what you're talking about. I don't, I'm not smart. So, uh, let me, okay. Oh, first of all, I'll tell you what I think it is. Right. And I think that you are basically like 90% correct, but I think it's, I, I thought it was a little bit more like uh, straightforward in terms of uh, top bottom kind of thing. Right. But I think, I think it's specific for whatever it, it whatever it is. Like, I don't know. You'd have to find it. There right, was, let me, let me, let me look it up. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Anyway. So like that could be endless though. Oh, yeah, dude, I mean, is there it, like a pamphlet or some dude, kind they, of chart? They were passing around. <laughs> I mean, well, you'd have to, I mean, what dude, the hell? You'd there have were, to know something. There were handouts What if you just came party? back from a Bruce Springsteen concert? Dude, there were handouts. what would happen. Dude, there were handouts <laughs> at this party. Like th- there was a guy who was going around with this handout that had all the like traditional listings and then some extra amendments they okay, had added so, to it. Oh, all right. So okay. Here, so here here's we go. The official word from Wikipedia. Okay. Um, 
The handkerchief code, also known as the hanky code, the bandana code, and flagging, is a color-coded system employed usually among the gay, male, casual sex seekers or BDSM practitioners in the United States, Canada, Australia, and Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to indicate, especially Germany. Especially Germany. To in- indicate preferred sexual fetishes, what kind of sex they are seeking, whether they are a top dominant or, dominant or bottom submissive. Uh, wearing a handkerchief on the left side of the body typically indicates one is a top one considered active in the practice of uh, act fetish indicating by the color of the handkerchief while wearing it on the right side of the body would indicate that one is a bottom right one considered passive in the practice of the attic fetish indicated by the color of the handkerchief the hanky code was widely used in the 1970s by gay and bisexual men okay that is so well organized man I'd still think there should be like some kind of a chart. Wouldn't there? Well, it's it, it still happens. I'm though, sure. Right? I'm sure there's a color coded chart. There well, has to be a chart. The Heteronormative only... culture does not have such easy. Dude, <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. If you as, easy, as as yeah. a as a as a hetero dude, if you came out and tried to create a system like that for heterosexual relations, oh, forget it, dude. You'd be on a website somewhere, like it's just true. like watch out for the predatorwatch.com. You know, you'd be on that shit. Yeah, and it. You'd get that wrinkled white dude, dude. What's it's just it? what's that show? It was so impressive. To catch a predator? It the, was. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Chris Hansen? Was Chris, that the guy's Chris name? Angel? Yeah. Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> Chris Maybe Angel. It's a, it's a cross between the two. Yeah. We've heard you've been mind freaking a little too much, Chris. Uh, no, but I just, I remember being so impressed with like how organized the whole thing was. And they were talking, they were telling me stories about how in the old days, uh, because I just worked at it when it was the Rockaway and it was a rock and roll club, but they were talking about in the old days when this was the Triangle, there was a buzzer underneath the bar. Because this is during a time when raids happened. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Vice raids would come through and raid fucking gay bars, man. I can't, like, growing up in the time that I grew up, I can't imagine that happening now. But that, that shit happened, never man. never forget. Dude, yeah, especially probably in Kansas where you grew up, huh? Amazingly, there were some some pretty cool gay bars in, in Wichita and I'm Lawrence sure. and Kansas City. I'm know. sure, but there's um, cool gay bars in St. Joe, Missouri, man. Like you know, yeah, the, there's yeah. there's at least two everywhere because there's like there's like that one, and then there's like the good one that we really go to. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's always a trashy one that everybody's slagging. Like, oh, you went to that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Shaft. That place is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Never go to the Shaft, dude. I wonder if. <laughs> the drink I wonder they if they never clean their lines at the shaft I wonder if the drink prices are partially related to the fact that they're always busy you know regular bars like I've worked at Three Kings during weeknights you know what I mean I worked at the Rockaway during weeknights when it was abysmal there was like nobody coming in gay bars there's always a good crowd so i wonder if they pass the savings on to their patrons and they're just like just dollar beers dollar drafts nickel shots you know dollar fucking frozen margaritas we're gonna, yeah do- we're just dollar fireballs everything cost today yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> That, so I welcome, welcome, welcome Ike to, to the show. Well, okay, welcome. <laughs> is that to the Evan. preamble? Is that, that's the pre-ramble. That's not even. That's not even the longest pre-ramble we've ever done. But I am totally calling it the pre-ramble. <laughs> the pre-ramble is great. Yeah. No, that's great, man. Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode eighty-one 
of the motherfucking podcast. This is, of course, the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo, Motherfucking Ruckus, from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Gordo. Yeah. And I hear a rumor that Hulk Logan is going to be wandering in here at some point. I think I got a text from him. I hear that he was plied. But he will be here. Which by, is really by the opportunity of grabbing beer on the way I was here. Like, yeah, with, yeah, with beer. <laughs> yeah, preferably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'll definitely show up with beer. That's that's my dude. That's one thing you can always awesome. count on Logan for. Our guest today is a friend of the show, a fan of the band, a friend of the band, yeah. a former bar patron of mine, and mm-hmm. a current Patreon patron and sponsor and just an overall nice guy and voice actor on the most recent recording we did for the Frontlines of Good Times uh, Chapter 3, which is still in production. Uh, How else do we know each other, Ike? I think it was first... Was Three Kings. I three met kings. you through yeah. some of the other dudes that play, and yeah, and we used to go Three Kings all the time. Well, please welcome to the show the uh, the owner, operator, uh, proprietor, and chief bottle washer of Flipside Music here in Denver, Colorado. Please welcome and the host the of their weekly. Do you have? A, is it a weekly YouTube series? We do a weekly um, series question and answer show called What the Fact. Really? Yeah, it's called What I the Fact. I didn't know that. What I've the FAQ. I've seen some episodes. i got to yes. subscribe to that right now, man. Answering all your pressing questions. Oh, that's great. About musical gear and whatever. The oh, man. That gives us a whole nother thing to talk about. Awesome. Well, please welcome to the show Ike Iacovangelo. Did I say it right? You're very close. Okay, what all is right. it? How so, do you say it? I've so, tried to pronounce it a bunch of times. On I know. Show. You guys mentioned it with uh, when you were talking to Kate when she was here. Oh, yeah. And, I did, and she's like, why, why doesn't anybody know how to say my name? I've I didn't know how to Kate say it. I was, for 15 years, dude. I said it wrong, too, for <laughs> yeah. all that time. Yeah. Um, so my first name's Anthony. Right. You know, I got the whole Italian thing going on. So technically in Italian, it's Iacovangelo. Yakavangelo. Yakavangelo. Okay. So Yacovangelo. that sounds very fancy and shit. So if you and Gianni got together, you could vowels. just share names and you could be the uh, DeJacavangelos. <laughs> that's good. That's a yeah. Good, that's a good mashup. You could do it. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now, but now I combine the two names, and I'll never be able to pronounce the Either like one. the in, individual one going forward. I'll be like, I just know the Dijak Evangelos. Uh, <laughs> quick Both shout them. out to to Gianni though. I just got my my earplugs. And Did you? And they're fantastic. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. How do you like them? They're great. They're great. They're red and white like RCA cables, so I know which one goes which, in which ear. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, great. That was a smart move. Shout out to Westone and. Um, What's and, Gianni's and, and last Gian- name? Uh, DiGiacomo. Oh, okay. So that is, okay. Yeah, so I was just, I was like, ah, I slam- he's like sitting there like, okay, in- include me in the joke, please. <laughs> like, okay, now <laughs> I You guys are just going to joke around me? That's we're just, nice. We're just going to talk about these names. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like, Gordo and I are just going to. As if they weren't here. <laughs> right. I'm like, you guys know I'm here, right? We're just going to sit I'm, around I'm like and tell here. stories that only include us for the rest of the episode. You just sit there and look pretty for the cameras, but the cameras aren't on. You just <laughs> sit there there and sound pretty. It's when I do my best work when the cameras aren't on. So yeah, so I didn't know you guys had the show, but um, but it, to finish the intro, you were the owner, operator, and proprietor, founder of Flipside Music. Yes. Yeah, yeah. man. Yep. So okay, 
We're go- I mean, we're going to get to, to this in like the sponsor shout out anyway, but I want to know kind of how you describe the business to people because I've been giving, I've been making up a, a pitch every week for you, you know, for you okay. with no idea. That's uh, all right. We, we'll work with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's, but I want to hear how you describe your business to people because it's not like typical music shops. Well, we're, we're, we don't, so we're a little bit specialized. Right. So it's not just, we don't do keyboards. We don't do drums. We're basically a guitar store. So we sell guitars. Uh, we have probably the most pedal effects in the whole region as far as we probably have a thousand different. Somebody brought that up last week. A lot of yeah. stuff there. Yeah. A you, lot. Do you think you have the largest selection of pedals in the region? Yeah. We probably got a thousand in the store. Wow. So that's, that's very and, impressive. And that wow. happened somewhat by accident. Just because you advertised so many of them and people started sending you ones on on consignment or what? No, we just didn't have any money. And that was the easiest way to get more shit that people wanted without having to spend a lot of money. So, Dude, we're going to gear nerd out on this episode so (laughs) fucking hard. I know, dude. Oh, man. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the dick jokes at the front of the episode because it is about to get fucking dry, man. Yeehaw! (laughs) We'll start talking about some gear. (laughs) All right. But yeah, that's cool. how it started. I mean, we're we're basically guitar centric and what we wanted guitars and basses and you might get a cease that, and desist if you call yourself guitar centric. It sounds a little too much like guitar center and I th- I, th- I think they might write us a letter. I, those none of those fuckers are paying attention, I guarantee you. <laughs> no. They could barely not, get the word. They're not cool enough to pay attention. Okay, so so guitar centric, that's what you guys were so, going for. Yeah, we're mo- mo- well, when it started here, I'll give you the kind of the you want the history from the yes. from the get-go? Tell All me right. the history. Give me the rundown. I'll give you the history from the start. So, a million years ago, I used to run restaurants. <laughs> a million years ago. In years gone past. All right. So you used to, used to manage a restaurant. Restaurants and bars, that's what I did my whole life. Right. And so, basically what happened is I started just buying and selling shit on the side. Pedals and I'd pick up guitars and I'd fix them and I'd sell them and make 50 bucks. Just side hustle kind right, of shit. Right, 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 right. While I was managing restaurants. Well, at the restaurant, I broke my ankle one day. And I was out of work for like five months. Oh, shit. So I had a fucking cast all up to here to my knee. And um, I'm sitting at home and I'm fucking bored. And I'm like, I don't have a lot of gear. Because when you work in a restaurant, I used to work 12 hours a day and all right, the time. Right, right, so right. I kind of looked around. I'm like, well, I'm bored as fuck. And I only have one guitar and a bunch of, and I don't have that much gear. I was like, well, I got to do something. And so I just, I went down, I had a buddy of mine bring me down to the downtown, I got a DBA, and I started making phone calls. I'm like, well, let's see if anybody will sell me shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it kind of started, and I had about 750 bucks or so, and I was like, I'll so just... So you just wanted to get your own gear for your own use? Well, I wanted to sell it on eBay and, right. and wherever, and Reverb wasn't really quite a thing yet. Right. So it was really still eBay, and, you so know... So you just went to get the DBA so that you could get stuff on wholesale and yeah, start hustling it around? Because I was stuck at home for five Five months and I'm like, all right, that's really well, smart. I'm not gonna. What am I gonna fucking do? That's really smart. That and it, what's great is you just jumped into it like that too. I would have been like, that's a really good idea. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That you, you got right on that. Huh? I was that's well, awesome. I was at home and after three days and you're just like I gotta do I'm something. Like, I gotta do something. I'm I'm too fucking. Blah, have you always have you always known like have you always known a lot about equipment? Have you always known a lot about gear? No. Do you just really. you just all of a sudden were like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I mean, I knew like I think what anybody that plays guitar, anybody that plays musical instruments has a general understanding of certain amplifiers and certain things. And I've always 
you know, I'm always a fan of music, so right. I've always been like, oh, that amplifier is what so-and-so used. That guitar is what so-and-so uses. And it, it kind of started from, like, I would like to have more of that. Right. Those things are very cool. Can I get more of them? Right, right. And uh, so I had a little bit extra money, like I said, 750 bucks. I started making phone calls, and, and I'm like, hey, boss. You guys make really good pedals and shit. Can I, can I buy some of that shit and sell it? And they're like, you're who again? And I'm like, you know, at the time. Well, I'm was, an independent retailer out here in, in Colorado. And I was actually, like, yeah, sure. I was in upstate New York at the time. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, so right, 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 right. To preface that story, I was in Colorado and I moved back home because we had a family thing that happened. And I moved back home to help my sister. So I, w- I was there. I was right. in upstate New York. Uh, but I would call and they'd go, yeah, n- no. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Yeah, no, uh, man. Short answer, no. Yeah, yeah you, we don't know. This is because I didn't know shit about the musical instrument industry. I like, I right. didn't know anything. I just thought it'd be cool to be able to sell some shit. Right, 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 right. Didn't know anything about margins, nothing, where to sell it, how to do it, any of that shit. Uh, and I just kept calling around trying to get anybody that would sell me anything because I'm like, I could put it up on eBay. Mm-hmm. So I found this one company in Cleveland, and uh, he's like, Yeah, sure. Come on in. Right, we'll, right, we'll sell you some crap. And it was. There was like cheap Chinese guitars and these really terrible cases and like just awful shit. Right. But I was selling it and they were drop shipping it for me too. So so it kind of started with that. They wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I started realizing going, wow, shipping's expensive. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I started really learning quickly how much things cost to ship and how to get it. And then I finally went down to Cleveland and visited the place and I bought a bunch of shit and drove it home. And then after I did the math, I'm like, well, it could have been just easier to ship. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole drive and the day worth a lot. Oh, work. yeah, 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 yeah. But you put um, your eyes on it. That's the, that's the important point. Yeah, right. and you went, you went and you put your feet down on the ground that's it dude that's so impressive that you like just got on that that fast and it, just started making phone calls that's really cool yeah and it, it just started to you know started to sell and i and then then eventually i went back to work which fucking blew right but but by that time you, i already it, had I, as a service industry vet i say you qualified for an honorable discharge at that point you know if you if you if you bust your you broke your ankle right yeah yeah well i broke my ankle being an asshole you know <laughs> i was hanging out with a fucking buddy but it also affected work <laughs> right like is the case with most service employees right, where it's like oh Nobody, f- who, somebody mopped the fucking walk-in? Oh! <laughs> Pretty much anyone who's ever been fired from the service industry, <laughs> and we all have a bunch, it's generally due to being an asshole outside of work. Right. And it affecting your work in some way. And, yeah. that, and that's what happened. I had a buddy of mine, we were hanging out, we were doing shots and fucking carrying on, and uh, we thought we were still uh, 18 years old like we used to be when we were kids, and not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, broken ankle. Oh, that's fun. But that's what that really was the that's catalyst. That's what led to it, yeah. For all of, of where this came to. So So what th- year is this that you're selling the the knockoff stuff from the guy in Cleveland and you're learning all of this? Like how old are, how long ago was that? Like 2010? Okay, so maybe 2000 no, 2000 and so if we Nine did your 2009-2019 10-year challenge photo, yeah. it would be on the left would be you hustling cheap Chinese equipment from a place that you got in Cleveland and learning the margins. And on the right would be the provider of, of flip side music, just to give what, people a metaphor yeah, what that we they have can now, grasp yeah. onto. Yeah, yeah, pretty much about 10 years. Okay, cool. And that was all just, like I said, it was just a side hustle, kind of having fun. And so from there, the first big break I ever had right, right, right. was I called up MXR, you know, Jim mm-hmm. Dunlop Corporation. 
And I'm like, hey, this is so-and-so from whatnot. And can I buy some of your stuff? I have a, you know, a, I'm looking to see how much it would be to be blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, what kind of establishment do you have? And I'm like, well, let me tell you what we have here. <laughs> we have a unique situation where customers can come into our facility and try each pedal out individually with their own equipment. If they, they like it, they can purchase it right here. So they have an opportunity to actually try every bit of equipment out. Right. And he goes, wow, that sounds great. I'm like, yeah, it's really a friendly environment. He's like, sure, we'll sign you up. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, that worked. It, were, was, were you doing that at that point? I was point? in my fucking back room in my house. In my head, I was visualizing my garage as like a guitar store. Right, 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 right. And MXR was the first place that it like approved me. So then it kind of started from there. That's where it started with pedals. Were, like, were you truly letting people try stuff out? Oh, or was that, no. That no, was just was something just saying, you told no, them? No, I was fucking full, totally <laughs> You're full like, of shit. Uh, so here's the idea, <laughs> right. see? Yeah, that's the ticket. And then they come in and they, they try out all these pedals that right. I have. Yeah. So then, right. And then they like them and buy them from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then when you, you get the door open to MXR, I imagine that helps you open other doors then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because so now I had MXR guys said, I'm good to go, so... That, like, vets you. Know. Yeah. That I had like, a little bit of street... That legitimizes you, like, yeah. that much of street cred. That's just all you need. Just a little bit. So I started, uh, you know, ordering stuff from them, selling it online, then just wash, rinse, and repeat. Kept doing that more and more, and then I would call another company and go, hey, what's going on? So I was starting to build this little, you know, collection of decent shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I ended up moving back to Colorado in 2013. So the reason I left in the first place is my sister's husband passed away. She had three kids. Oh, wow. Uh, three, five, and ten. Jesus. No, twelve. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. So, so what I did was when I was here in Colorado, I just kind of shut everything down. I went home and helped my sister. Right. And you know, we're Italian. We kind of fucking... We, That's we, the way it goes. We fucking rally the troops when we have to, you know? Especially in New York, right? Yeah. So yeah. so basically, I went home and I, went, I was there for five years. Right. So that was when this all kind of started. And then when I moved back to Colorado, I got back here. I have a house. I still had my house that I bought up in North Denver. Mm -hmm. And I go like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? I'm like, oh, the job sounds like sh fucking shit. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible idea. Like, I got to go back and be in a restaurant. And I, I didn't want to do any of that. And I go, well, maybe I can give this thing a go. Right, right, well, right. So I had another buddy that was selling eBay stuff and just doing all, like, Christmas things really it was terrible like nutcrackers like six foot nutcrackers oh, yeah, and but shit people buy it right and i'm like Christmas industry. how do you ship that yeah. <laughs> you know but he would work really hard for six weeks and then fuck off for the rest of the year oh yeah and i was like dude that seems like that's something i could really latch on to <laughs> right 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 <laughs> i like the idea of that that's really cool uh but he needed a warehouse because his wife was like dude get this shit out of my garage right. will you please right and so we just happened to team. It was just a timing thing. We happened to team up, and we were uh, up near uh, like Merchandise Mart, Fifty Eighth in Washington. Okay. So we kind of shared this warehouse, and that's when it started to really, like, now I'm like, I need to make some money. Right. Because right, I only right. have so much in savings. I'm not sure what, what I'm quite what I'm doing, but let's see what we can do. Right. And it started just kind of building, building, and then he ended up doing something else. I took over the whole space, and then I was like, well, hang some shit on the wall. This could be a store. Right. And that's kind of how it started in this little 800 square foot, you know, basically a flex space. Right, right. 
No, I, I mean, I know what you're talking about, that neighborhood up by the merchandise, Mark. Yeah, there sure. were, it, you know where the Santiago's is, right like, yeah. right before you get to 58th? Near oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. right in there. That's why it, it's like Globeville, Commerce City, whatever, yep. the, yeah, whatever they call it. Yeah, I'm not sure where one ends. It's much nicer begins. now than it was when we kind of first started. But like by the uh, the National Western Complex and all that. All north that, of that. Yeah, yeah, north yeah. of that. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? White Fudge did a gig at the Merchandise Mart once. Another story for another time <laughs> when we played with Snoop Dogg. It was a nightmare. Anyway, was it around uh, Cannabis Cup time? It, yeah, it was called uh, the Gypsy Jane Festival, and I guess like everybody lost money, and the guy who put the show on ended up getting like sued, and it, it ended up being a really nasty thing, like total night. But it was like one of those things that was like at the beginning of legalization, so there was all these people who suddenly like had some money and didn't know how to manage it and were trying to like channel their new weed money through stuff and were doing a really bad job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was that moment right when it became legal that a whole bunch of dummies with money just went cash bubble yeah, yeah man. like i should buy a bar yeah 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 i should buy yeah totally <laughs> a lot of bars that. opened up a lot of a lot of concept restaurants opened up and a lot of music shops opened up yes so well, we okay. used the cannabis cup was great for us oh but it was happen up there because people would be like they would kind of stumble in right you they know. just happen to be in the neighborhood trying to kill time and there's like nothing up there right especially at this time there's nothing up there like wow there's gear up here yeah yeah, uh, yeah well yeah. at the time we didn't have much of we didn't have much. Um, so but, what are you specializing it, in at this point? Just mostly guitars and like, amps? Or? Not really much of anything. It was just kind of, I was still kind of doing a side hustle. I used to run around and, because we weren't really open to the public. I was still just kind of doing online and warehouse stuff. Okay. So I would kind of go in when I wanted to, but I would also like go grab, you know, Craigslist shit. Right. Bring it back. Tweak, tweak, tweak. Polish, polish, polish here. Right. And make another 50 bucks because it was only me at the time. Right. And um, that's that's something that like Gary Vaynerchuk has talked about is like is like you don't have a job you've got no excuse go on Craigslist go make some fucking yeah money. he's like go on Craigslist go to the free stuff section where people are giving shit away go home sell it on eBay you've got no excuse not to be working it was like damn it's true though that's a really good idea you know you can do that it you actually can, works yeah, yeah it actually does work my um my ex wife's dad. Uh, dealt a lot in um, like really nice speakers, really nice hi-fi systems, like stuff for like connoisseurs, like, you know, like big ass clipch speakers mm -hmm. and, and like reel to reel machines, like traditional, like seventies and eighties hi-fi machines, like really nice shit. And uh, yeah, that was his whole thing was going around and just chasing leads on stuff. This is like pre Craigslist too. Oh, just really? got, you, you know what I mean? Because eBay was a little ahead of Craigslist, so there was still oh, yeah. a period of time where people were doing that. But you know, they're checking papers and they're checking. You we know, used to have a thing called the the oh fuck no, I forgot it. Uh, swap sheet. Yeah, that's yeah. what we had when I was a kid. Right, and you used to look in that shit and try to buy stuff and and, sell. and then go around and sell it. So yeah. okay, so you had had some experience like hustling oh. wares, going and buying stuff and reselling it. Yeah, well, I, we didn't have much when I grew up. Okay, so there wasn't a lot of extra of anything. So, so you had to hustle like, all the time. No yeah, matter what. like all my bikes when I was a kid, we built them. We used to, we used to love like bulk garbage day in my neighborhood because we would just drive, we would ride around and walk around. We'd find like. We'd find like a you know like a bike shell like right. like a frame. We're like oh fuck, and then we were always on this hunt for these magic fucking sprockets. 
in my neighborhood. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, we always yeah. wanted sprockets. We needed sprockets. I, I, that's like a big memory. What is a sprocket, by the way? <laughs> no one's getting rid of their sprockets. Well, like we, we need these sprockets. What, you know, what is, is a sprocket and what is a widget? Isn't the round? It's the it's the round, uh, spoky kind of yeah. okay. uh, apparatus that the chain. Oh, that's the, yeah, sprocket. that's the sprocket. Okay. Yeah. So you had to have a certain one with the right bearings, and that was another thing. If you got the wrong fucking bearings and it didn't fit into the right bike. Right, right, right. So we, that's how like, we used to build our bikes yeah. Like when I was a kid. That's crazy. We didn't have any, like, I had no money to get a bike. There right. Was no, there was no, like, here, son, have a bike. Have a bike. You had to build your fucking bike. <laughs> so I remember <laughs> we used to jump them off, like, the, the drains and shit. So you'd cruise down the hill, and there'd be, like, a drain that went up like that. Right, 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 right. put a right. board on it, and wah! I remember with one bike, it was yellow with a banana seat, and I hit that ramp, and I'm like, woo! Handlebars come straight off, tire falls down. Wait a minute, your homemade bike fell apart? Your homemade trash bike fell apart? Which manufacturer did you get to sue in that situation? It was the 70s. Oh, yeah, you weren't suing anybody. Dust that off, kid. Put some butter on it. You'll be fine. Frankenbike. That's fucking awesome. Okay, so you had some experience with, like... Scrapping, hustling. It's scrapping. You know. We need to, uh, you need to do some, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, technical advisor work on the scrapper element of the comic book. Because there's like a whole, like the only... You guys could write in a cool music store, because where the fuck are you getting your gear in this ex- uh, post-apocalyptic well, world? Like an, uh, we need like some kind of outfitter, you know what I mean, where it's like... I imagine it's like a mix between Flipside and then like that scene in Terminator 2 where they go to Sarah Connor's ex-boyfriend's property down in Mexico and he like grabs the chain and pulls back the giant like, trap door <laughs> and it's just like full of guns. <laughs> or uh, or in Commando, it's always in Schwarzenegger movies, in Commando when he's like, he's like, I need to go get my daughter back and he just breaks into a pawn shop. Breaks into a pawn shop. It's the hidden cache of weapons. Dude, he's just like, yeah. the hidden cache of weapons, right? And then he goes in, like he runs his truck through the wall of this fucking pawn shop. It's like n- nobody ever comes after him for that shit. They're like, oh, it was he went to get his daughter, and it was sort of a matter of national security, so we're going to let it slide. Let but, off some steam in it. But that, exact, dude, that movie is, <laughs> that is probably one of Schwarzenegger's best fucking movies, man. Commando is awesome. I watched that constantly growing up. Anyway. Alyssa Milano. And then somehow he knows Enough the said. code. Somehow he knows, and uh, Wang Dong Chang or whatever her name is. Radon Chang. Radon Chang. Radon Chang. Radon Chang. Is that Long, her name? Long Dong. Yeah. Long yeah, Dong she's Dong. a babe, man. She was yeah, a mega yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then he goes in and he punches the code. Somehow he has to hit the front of the building with his truck, but he has the code to the secret cache of weapons. And you go in and there's like a fucking rocket launcher there. It's like, what pawn shop is this that they have a fucking ro- they have a rocket launcher in the motherfucker? No. You I'm never sorry. know when you're going to need it, though. Yeah, you never. I mean, well, so we can that's have a, a, If you get it at the right deal. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll, I just we'll want to know why Pawn Shop it has right. it. Do you have any? Do you have a secret cache of weapons in the back of Flipside? We do have a secret cache of amplifiers and such. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if we do get, that's what I'm saying. Like if you get the right deal. See, okay, I can already see this unfolding. So there's like, so like there's this outpost, and we can pretend because it would be contraband. We have to pretend. It, there has to be a front that is something funny. What would be a funny front for the top secret outfitter? Like, like they would have to be like guitar guns. Like, they'd have to be like rock weapons. You know what I mean? But they would be what? like secretly stored. 
What if we, what would be the oh, front? If, like like a Bible shop or what about a dry cleaner? A dry because it's got because we go oh we got dry the we got the special button nobody so ever then the thinks, guitars come out nobody ever thinks oh to, yeah the conveyor the, <laughs> the conveyor like, reel, guitars come out, all like, out. <laughs> so all the all the shirts the dry and shit. cleaner nobody ever suspects the dry cleaner in the post apocalypse well either. it has to be a dry cleaner because there's got to be water issues right right so exactly. it would have to be dry cleaning so otherwise you're just walking around in I the post apocalypse string warlock <laughs> <laughs> now give it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay. Do you happen to have a Fender Twin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it like comes out like there's like a hydraulic lift that comes out of the, exactly, and it's like for some reason it's like on some sort of translucent crystal that has a light that beams into it. Like it's like a totally non-functional piece of equipment. It's only there to like light up and make the thing on top of it look cool. Get to the Fender. Get to the Fender. <laughs> You okay. have to have like the the beginning of uh, twenty one twelve playing in the uh, oh yeah do you have to have that going on <laughs> ding 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 perfect <laughs> perfect okay fuck so, yes yeah no this is perfect uh, this is going in the book Pre- prepare for it it so will have to be book. me and Dylan you got to put me and Dylan yeah. in there too because he's the you know he's the large Viking that it'll come that out in probably twenty sixty but we we'll, we will add it into the book at some point okay so tell me tell me about tell me about what happens once you're out hustling and you've got to make ends meet and you're you're trying to pay the rent on the on the warehouse space and trying to make it work so so I was trying to pay the rent on the warehouse space and my house and your you house know, doing the, the mortgage. Too. So now granted I had a roommate at the time, so that made it easier. Right. But what I was doing was just grabbing more gear and trying to hey, well, the reason why we have so many pedals and we went in that direction was because it was much easier to get pedals. Pedals because a company would call and go, you know, I'm like, what what's your requirement to get started with your company? You know, they'd look us up and see that we were small. And I'd always give them the the yeah, we're small. Can you help us out and get going? Because right, we're right, trying right, to get right. going, and, you know. And I, I, you know, just do my shuck and jive and try to be as fucking charming as possible. Right. And um, a lot of companies were like, "Yeah, well, yeah, sure, we'll sell to you." So we just started picking up companies because it was easier and cheaper to get like pedal companies, and the boxes are this big, and we didn't have to write a thirty thousand dollar check or some shit right. like, like Fender. Hey, hey, we'd like to sell fenders. When you can Great. diversify your investment more because you can get a whole shitload of different kinds of inventory. Right. Right. And then and the more of that you get, the more I mean theoretically, the more you'll sell if you've got good shit, right? Right. And then we have what well, we're reaching a larger um, basically a customer base. Right. You know, because now it's like, oh, we have these these pedals here that these guys would like. And we got those pedals there, the metal guys right. like and then the ambient guys like this shit. And so we were hitting a, you know, a larger consumer base. Now, you know, obviously we wanted more guitars and amplifiers, but didn't have that kind of dough. And it just kind of started slowly growing from there. Then we brought in this company that was from overseas and they were, he was a big YouTube guy and I took out a loan and I'll take, I'll, you know, I'll get the guitars. And so we, that hit and then that started to draw traffic in and then that kind of fell apart a little bit with that company, mm-hmm. but at least it kind of got us on like, hey, wait a minute, there, there might be something here to this whole store thing. Right. It happened. It, it helped with the momentum at the very least. Like it, right. It, 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 and it gave you knowledge that you were able to move forward with. And I learned some very big lessons with that. Of course. With, with that uh, of course you did. experience. But what happened, so then we start, I started really thinking to myself going, well, you know, this store thing could be a thing. And, and, I, and we don't have a lot in Denver that's, there's not Specialty a ton of. Specialty shop. Yeah, there's not a ton of guitar stores. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some, but there's not a ton of them. They tend to be um, 
more uh, acoustic folk music. Yeah, we got some oriented. good ones. You know, we got some good ones that are yeah, yeah, focused that way. Or or like concert band type of stuff, like for kids. And even some of those are starting to close down and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot as far as like specialty stuff for like counterculture sub, you know, independent bands. And I heard you meant you. I heard you specify the types of people that were coming to buy your stuff. Is that something that you deliberately researched? Like you were like, oh, the metal guys are like this one. The ambient guys are like this one. Or is that something that you realized after the fact? Um, I kind of realized it after. Okay. So I think what it, I was just using, I was using the force right. to kind of pick shit out. Because, so I watch YouTube. What are, what are YouTubers talking about? What are some of these other people talking about? What right. are they talking about in forums? Like, what, what new brands So you are, did do research. Like, I did research, but in, like, I'm already a gear nerd, so fucking, this is, hey, this is cool shit. Right, right, right. I should call them and see what, what we can do if we can get that shit. Right. And that's kind of how it started. So it wasn't, like, super corporate research. Like right. I'm crunching numbers on the weekends, trying to figure out what you know demographic is going to go. Right. I just was like, those that shit looks cool as fuck. Right. Maybe we should bring those in, and so it kind of started with that. Right. And it just expanded with the with more and more pedals. So you you just more gravitated towards the stuff that you thought was cool. Yeah. Because then I could sell it. Because I'm like, this is badass. This pedal sounds like a JCM 800. It's fucking awesome, dude. One one of the Boom. one of the things we do on your pitch is we like we use the tagline uh, only rad shit. Like for Flipside Music, like it's like, true. I, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard that. It I don't, is true. I don't know we, if you've heard. We the, got some cool shit. I don't know if you've heard the description, but the way I talk about it is like it's like only rad shit. They take all the stuff from the the, the big box stores. And they distill it down to only the shit you're there for in the first place. Like all the garbage is out the door. And like you only went, you specifically went after the stuff that you just thought was badass, right? Yeah. I mean, we, that's really cool. There's, because it's under, it's undernourished for the market. You right. Know what I mean, like there was, so basically totally the way it kind of, undernourished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way it evolved was, it was like, man, pedals are a real big fucking thing. So I started thinking about it. Right. Know, People like, are using like, more and more. You know, sitting around maybe enjoying myself with a few beers or whatnot and going, yeah, yeah. you know, what these. And so it kind of started to grow from that going, wait a minute, I think we're on to something. Right. And then we just bring it more, more pedals. And then it would be like, yeah, it was cool. Like, these sound really good. Let's it, get that shit. Is that Let's like get your... JHS. Let's get Earthquaker. Let's get. And it just grew. And then people were like, you guys got a lot of stuff. I'm like, do we? I mean, yeah, like we do. We it's, do. It's, it's a really good niche. You know, it's a really good niche. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. when when do you go from that into the space that you or the, the space, space before the, the yeah the space you're in now? Because I know you were in another space for a minute. Or no, you've been in the same space. You just expanded to the point where Andrew had to move a few doors down. Yes. Okay. So, so it is so, the same space. Okay. So wh- how how do you go from where warehouse. you the warehouse to where you are now? So a, a friend of mine who popped into the store. He actually wasn't a friend. He was just a customer. And mm-hmm. he came in, and we were talking about these guitars and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know these guys over here that have a recording studio. You know, they're going to be opening up pretty soon. Do you want to you wanna come down and check it out? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. And it was consonants, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the keep. Uh, oh, yeah, Jeff yeah, yeah. And Nick and Jeff. Yeah, man. So Sully. Nick yeah, Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. Good egg that I want to get him on the show, man. Like, they're good, good dudes. Yeah. They're really cool dudes. Yeah, man. Good people. And um, so... So he go, I go, yeah, let's go down and check it out. And um, we drive down there one afternoon, and they walk around, and, and I think it was Nick goes, hey, man, the you know, place next door is open. And, like, they're they're cool. looking to rent it. It would be kind of cool 
you know, to have a shop. And I go, I mean, I can't afford a 2,000 square foot right. facility. I'm like, I just, I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And right around the same time, there was a company called TourSync that did a bunch of stuff with concerts and posters mm-hmm. and a bunch of hippie bands, you know, like a bunch of the jam band type stuff. And I ended up talking to that guy and he's like, hey, we need half of that space if you want to just take the front. And I go, well, fuck, there's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we kind of worked out a, we worked out a deal, which in hindsight now, I realize uh, we had a, we had the better part of the deal, mm-hmm. but now, and now they're out of business. Right, right, right. <laughs> so there, there might've been some illumination going on, I guess. Right, right, right. You know. But uh, we ended up taking up the front, just the front portion. So you've been in the shop. It's right, just right. that little bit, that office area. Right. That was all it was. Right. For uh, probably about eight months. Oh, and, only eight months. Wow. Yeah, for about eight months. And then the, that guy that had the back area, he um, he was expanding to another space. And I said, all right, well, fuck, I'll take it all. Mm-hmm. And I took it all. And I'm like, I don't know how to, I'm going to pay for this. I really don't. So back, right back in the hustle mode, Fuck. What do I do? Find somebody, How yeah. do I do this? And right at that time, it's funny. Actually, you're part of that. Oh, is that true? You are true. Yes, because I went to a MF Ruckus show, and I bought a T-shirt. I bought the um, oh one of Andrew's shirts. It was in, and it said blackout screen printing. Yeah. So I'm looking at the shirt. I pull it out of the wash, and it says blackout screen printing on the back. And I go, I need shirts. Let me call this guy. There you go. So I called him because I had because I bought your shirt. Yeah. And then he drops the shirts Making off. Making a difference. Look at you. Seven degrees <laughs> of Aaron Howell. You, you never know what's gonna, how it's going to turn around. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, so he comes to the shop and drops off the um, the shirts. He's kind of looking around. He's like, hey, man, this, this is pretty rad space. And I'm like, sure that's it a pr- is. That's a spot on Andrew Williams, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> After three years. See, what, see the episode that he's on? Yeah, probably that was a good one. Like, yeah, that was a fun one. So, oh, man. so he dropped off the shirts and we watch started, out. Oh, there he hey! is. What's up, brother? Put your dicks away. What's going on, man? Oh, <laughs> God. Put your <laughs> penis away. Your Don't away. stare at me with that fucking thing. Hey, Hulk Logan <laughs> is here. Oh, I'm bringing Good beer hey. too. Oh, thank you, sir. Dude, I missed you so. I missed you so. So. How? I missed you so, so. so, so. <laughs> Oh, now we're complete. Oh, die. dude. That's the sound. Logan, yeah, how have you fun. been? Good, good. Been great. Yeah, sit down. Put on some headphones. Join us for... comfortable. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. We haven't... Uh, oh, yeah, that one first. Yeah. When, when, was, when was the last episode you were on here? Shit, I don't remember. It's, it's been, been a while. Well, been you've been you been like doing the job, switcheroo dance, yeah, and, and yeah, doing been... that whole thing, and... And being a homeowner and dealing with what what's been yeah, going on? Yeah, I've been uh, switching jobs. I had two bar jobs. Now I have one bar job. So I've been yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying where, to pick where up are you now? Uh, Goose Town Tavern. So that's your that's your lone spot. That's that's home base, man. All right, I'll have to come in I, there and cause a cause a ruckus. There you Please go. Please do. It's a cool. Did spot. you ever think that you would like? Did you ever think you would end up working at Streets first of all, and then? Also ending up working at Goose Town, like two places that... No and no. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I mean, that's like, you might as well go work at the Park Tavern or something like oh, that. Oh, fuck <laughs> no. Yeah, it fit right fuck in. Fuck no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but like when we first started drinking, 
you know, that's where you go when you're 21. You go to like, you go, okay, we're going to go to the Park Tavern, and then I hear this Don's Mixed Drinks place is cool, and we're going to go to Streets for Punk Rock Night, and that's uh, going to be fun. A friend of mine has a a, a drawer full of free two-for-one chips and oh, all that yeah. shit. Dude, we would, we, yeah, we would save up all Wooden our Nichols, chips. Yeah. We'd save up stacks of chips. We must, Dude, being a bartender there must suck so incredibly bad because it's all at the park tavern yeah because i mean hey if you if you if you work for the park tavern correct me on this no offense i'm sorry but like i just remember being 21 and coming in and getting wasted completely off of chips and not tipping shit you know what i mean because you don't know any better yeah you don't know you're broke you're broke and you don't know any better Anyway, I'm I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm yeah, really glad you're good here. It's good to be good to be here. Dude, did you see the see that in the corner? That's a C-dat. that see that that ATEM ATEM uh, oh, television yeah. studio. Yeah, I see it. Brad from Evergroove just gave that to us last week. Oh, nice. So, um starting here very soon once I am able to afford a, a new computer, we're going to be able to live stream all the episodes. Cool. Like that's like like that's like a TV switcher thing. You just plug it into a computer and you can hook cameras up to it. We're gonna, dude. We're gonna be able to do all sorts of shit. Wow. It's, it's got gonna the be, technology. It's gonna be su- the ruckus podcast badass. stepping up its game. You it, know who I miss is this fucking. I know, man, right? dude. Oh, man, I miss you too. Shit, yeah. dude. We man. had we had uh, two weeks without Gordo, and I was just like, it's not the same. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <not> <Sorry. laughs> I mean, no, Ethan was awesome, and nobody was also awesome. I had nobody the second week. I was here by myself. No co-pilot, just no, Jesus. Yeah, just... <laughs> God, what did you do? I, I mean, the same thing I always do when it's just me is we sit down and we have a conversation, you know? Like, when um, when I did the, the guys from Mutiny, it was like that. Just mm. the three of us sat in here and had a conversation. It was nice, but it's like, I need... I need Gordo to like Gordo's my lifeline. You know what I mean? Or like you are my lifeline or Tony is my I, lifeline. I'm trying to be. Like I had I had a rough couple weeks like with the job and I got fucking food poisoning. I, I know. Was, I got the sickest I've ever been in my life Fuck. like a that week ago. Fucking sucks. It was dude. awful. Like out both ends, like hard time. Couch, toilet, bed. Couch, toilet, bed. Couch, toilet, bed. For did, like did you, three days. Oh, that it sucks. Was, did you hear Gordo's turn. passing a um, a meteorite through his cock? Oh, yeah. No, I'm romancing I saw the, the stone. picture. He's romancing <laughs> the stone. Did you name it Michael Douglas? <laughs> it's the jewel of the Nile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah ju- jewel of denial is more like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would is name that mine. Actual thing that's going on, dude. It's it's going on. It's a continuing wow. saga. There's going to be a there's going to be a threequel. I can tell. You should name it Dotty. Dotty. You know what I'm talking about from Deep Impact. I can't even get in to see the urologist until the sixth of oh, December. That so bad. Well, I don't know. You know what no, I'm talking about whatever. from Deep Impact. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I thought you meant like you uh, and your penis are in my thoughts. Uh, there, there we <laughs> go. <laughs> I will pray for your cock. <laughs> I will pray for your cock. No, no. I would you expect re- nothing less. You remember in Deep Impact? <laughs> in, in Deep Impact, they named the meteor uh, the meteor that was supposed to be colliding with Earth. They named it Dottie because the uh, the cosmologist that discovered it was like, he's like, I don't want to name it after my wife, Dottie, and and then she's like, oh, that's sweet. She's a life destroying bitch 
from which there is no escape. Do you remember that part? I thought they called that it micro penis. Micro ah. micro penis. Dude, maybe your dick is giving. It, it's time to bring it back. Since <laughs> time to back. bring it back. Hey, I'm, if you're playing, I'm back, y'all. If you're playing the the MF podcast drinking game at home, remember that's ten drinks for the word micro penis. Speaking of micro penis, that, that was a deep deep impact reference. <laughs> that was a deep, wow. Deep like, impact reference. That you was, should name it Dottie and everyone went, huh? yeah, sure, man. Whatever. <laughs> from, I, you I, know, from a league of their own? Yeah. I, don't, I, I did not. <laughs> yeah. From a league of their I'm own. I'm like Dottie from West. From Kiwi's okay. Big Adventure? <laughs> I'm a boner, Dottie. A pebble. <laughs> Well, That's pretty. Oh, I was gonna say real quick before we get back to the actual discussion, you know, like we're supposed to do. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say maybe speaking of micro penises, maybe your dick is just giving birth to a smaller dick. Oh, <laughs> your dick is expecting like alien, <laughs> like one of the aliens. Your dick is a, like yeah, like the mouth inside the mouth that comes out. Yeah, and shoots through what's his name's head. It's like the, the pee hole within the pee hole. <laughs> a whole other deep a whole other scenario yo dude that's my dick dick whoa how big's your dick dick is your dick having a gender reveal party (laughs) (laughs) oh my dick's a girl dude a little knife is gonna come out of the tip of his dick and he's gonna cut a tiny little cake with it (laughs) oh blue you see my dick's dick it's a real dick Somehow, that's going to be the one that takes us down. Anyway. That's going to uh, be the conversation that takes us down, is the dick-dick conversation. That's going to be it. No, I, I feel, like people, I I feel it. like people are getting a little more loose in their, their humor these I, days. I think what it is, I is like, people oh, are... I, I know everybody's super PC and stuck up right now, but I feel like there is an uprising of just like, you know, just laugh about stuff. I think that was always there. Mm. And I think what happened is people initially were under the false assumption that the people on social media platforms and the news represented the majority of the population when in fact they just happened to be the loudest people in the conversation right and yeah. they reached uh, the most amount you know, of people well and yeah. i don't know i don't know if i've mentioned this in an episode but did you uh, gordo have you seen that article in the atlantic did we talk about this that article in the atlantic about um uh, the political correctness survey that went around. Yeah, yeah. I actually I read the article that you sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. We, we did. Did have we talked about it on the show, or did we just talk about it one on one? Very briefly. Yeah. So there was there was an article that was published in the Atlantic of all things, you know, because the Atlantic the Atlantic is pretty skewed in all fairness, but they actually put out to their credit they put out this article that that basically showed that eighty percent of the population across all races, ethnic backgrounds gender you know like and and I mean all genders like across like all possible strata across across all possible subcategorization 80% of the population is like I'm sick of it they're like I'm sick of the political correctness shit and it's only like about two and a half ish percent on either extreme that are the ones that are like the most intensely activist about their their causes and 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 getting the most upset because they're the only ones who are psychologically predisposed to just impulsively yell their opinions into the even ether. even without the like the the PC thing, I feel like this this era of outrage 
that we're that we're in. It's just like because people go off on anything, anything. right? Like, literally anything. But I think it's. Do you think it's like, flared up and then started to recede? Like, does it seem? I think people are starting to understand the performative nature of their online personalities. You know what I mean? Performative like, nature. I really whoa. like that. It's a like lot. it's it, like it's like basically here's here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna say I'm about regardless right. of whether I'm about it or not. And I'm going to get really outraged and I'm going to, mm-hmm. and it's right. like, I'm going to show everybody. It's more about showing everybody else. People a, are starting a, a behavior to behavior rather right. than like, this is really what I actually believe in. And I'm going to spend time, you know, delving into it's like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to be a keyboard warrior here. And, Isn't it fascinating yeah. to watch the collective consciousness become self-aware about certain things like that? Like we've watched the entire life cycle of, of so many transmutations of human thought like that, like just structural things like the performative nature of posting onto social media. Like people could start to go, huh, that person does this and it's really annoying or like, or like, God, I mean, this person is, is clearly just posting for attention or they're just trying to do this or they're just trying to rile people up and then you go huh i do that sometimes too don't i so this Hmm. is this is a good example on my neighborhood's Facebook page, which is always where this I see the worst. I shit. think you mentioned mentioned the neighborhood's door. page. God, it's next awful. door it's, is it's not even it next door. It's 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 like the Facebook community group. Oh, okay, fuck. and okay, so somebody said, "Hey, just moved into the community, joined this group, and I'm looking for a job. This is what I used to do. Blah blah." It's actually a really short post, really to the point. And there was a lot of, there's just like so many helpful posts in there. People comments like, hey, try this, try this, try this, whatever. You know, like if you if you have this experience, try this. And then someone just wrote everywhere. You know, like for, for where should I look for jobs? Like everywhere. And like, and you know, obviously that's a snarky comment or whatever. Yeah. But then. It's a very flippant then like, you know, like college. Then, then like, you know, Jonathan Westerhouse or whoever it is, like right underneath that types like, oh, everybody's being helpful and you got to go and be a cunt. Yeah. Oh, then oh. it went off and I was the like, rails. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. We're off see, to the races. See, was that really necessary? And you can't even have a conversation like, at that well, point. No, goes, that's the, the whole kind thing of, goes sideways. That's the kind of mm. thing I'm talking about. It's like, can we God. pretend that we're just standing around talking in front of a, you know, in front of a coffee shop or something like once, you know, like, like we're real people online like no it's on not going to happen it's on not going to happen opposite end though it's convenient in the sense that you don't even have to see somebody in public to know that they're an asshole right like you see you they see advertise it the to shit. anyone this who will listen this is true yeah. all the shit they put all over their social media and you're like oh i don't like that guy yeah <laughs> you're a total <laughs> I don't boy you saved that. me a lot of trouble buddy glad right. i got the warning on that yeah, yeah but have, yeah. You, have you ever met anybody that like on social media you're like this guy looks like such a dick then you meet him in person you're like you're not really a dick is that ever really ha- that, that, that has ever happened that has happened to me because once. i think people are posting what they want to be oh sometimes. yeah no no it's absolutely mm-hmm. an, know, avatar. I mean, it, I, and I think it's an avatar yeah, that's this why time, i mentioned the performative nature yeah. of that stuff because it's just like people playing up different parts of their right you know, but that is still personality right. or what. you're it only is, seeing the best parts of their life or the well some people it's the worst well but, but that is also yes. it, it is indicative of what they value People are going to lead and experience, uh, they're going to lead and experience the world and try and communicate to the world based upon whatever their structural morality is. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, it's going to be the best, most polished possible version of what they hold valuable or are afraid of, you know, the, 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 the kind of shadow of that. 
you know, and, and and are trying to communicate to the world. So you can't like, yes, it is people just trying to put their best thing forward, but you can kind of also see the motivations behind that. I might I might have gone out on a limb there. It made sense in my brain, but then I said it out loud. You're going way out there. <laughs> I honestly got sidetracked because this rum is called YOLO. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> you want a glass then? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, Try you only live once, but Try let's cut it a lot shorter. Shorter. <laughs> shorter by drinking a whole bunch of this. Rum. Hey, you only live once. Let's black most of it out. <laughs> you only live once. You, let's not remember. You it. only live now, Logan. Oh. Yolna. You only live <laughs> once. Let's Let's destroy it's our... Like in- Dutch, it's Yolna. like a Dutch... Yolna. Yolna. You only live once. Have you tried yeah. Yolna rum? <laughs> yeah, it's a Swedish rum, and it's just how they say hello. They're like, Yolo. <laughs> Yolo, hi. What, what's going on with that? Why is that here? Uh, because... there was no beer. We've done a bunch oh. of... We've done yeah. a bunch of stuff with yolo rum and yeah. uh, in fact in they, the past couple weeks yo uh, the motherfucking podcast is sponsored by yolo rum yeah the a couple of the live streams that we did uh yolo rum sponsored oh yeah so well i mean they do stuff with the nug nation too so oh, we cool. had we had some of their bottles around i'm just cracking a joke yeah no, no. no offense <laughs> to them oh no no you can you, you you can offend them all they oh, oh not, no you fucked them. yeah you ruined everything <laughs> Logan. oh fuck yolo that's you it you did it now <laughs> they were you our did ticket. it they now. were our ticket. No you more did. YOLO gold for you, man. Uh, so, Bummer. oh, God. God okay. I, I'm glad you're here, Ike. It's I'm really glad you, you're man. here, too, Good Ike. to see you, too, man. Yeah. So, if I if I remember correctly, where we left off last is the uh, tour sync guy moved out. Oh, yeah. You and Andrew Williams had connected. So, yeah, I was telling you about the T-shirt part. Okay, right. So, you got to tell Logan this. This is great. Well, part of the reason Andrew ended up being at the shop for a while, and part of the reason, yeah, no. That they, they got connected. Yeah, that we they, got connected was... I bought an MF Ruckus shirt, mm-hmm. and the back of the shirt said "blackout screen printing." Right. So Andrew came to the sh- to the uh, to the shop, dropped off the stuff. We just started talking, and he's like, "Well, what's going on with this space?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've, I fucking got to find somebody to rent it." And he's like, mm-hmm. "What kind of space?" And I so we just started, and he told me he was working out of his garage and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you should totally move in here, man." And it just kind of worked out the, as wow. far as rent-wise and everything and, and the amount of space he needed. And we were still growing, so it was more space than we needed. But that was going to help pay the bills. Do like you I guys said. have a name for that block of businesses? Like, do you call it the rock block or anything like that? Because no. if not, you should. <laughs> it would be nice if you we could. You know what I mean? You should. You should. You need to like clue the like. You need to come up with something catchy to get people to be aware of that whole complex of businesses. Because it really like you There's can a get bunch a of cool shit there. You can get a lot of shit done, but it's like off a coma and it's kind of off Broadway. So you mm-hmm. need it to be like, oh, do you know about? Do you know about the rock block? It's like, dude, there's a screen printing shop. There's a fucking badass like specialty music shop. There's a studio. There's an embroidery shop. Like, they also, there's also practice studios. There there's too. also practice oh, studios damn. there, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, like you, we got, we got everything in one. Get together one with all the business the rockingest block. Yeah. The the rockingest the rock, block. The rockingest block. Just like get rolls off the tongue. Get together with <laughs> not, <laughs> way better than not, rock not, block. Not, right? not, not, not so to, much. Not to be confused with the rock that's blocking <laughs> Gordo's. Your red thread. <laughs> the cock block. <laughs> oh. The cock rock. Hey, yo. A whole new meaning to the term cock block. Hey there, Gordo. <laughs> 
I am I am cock blocked over here. Uh, Buy Ronco's new cock rock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Can we call it your pet rock? Yeah, sure. <laughs> My pet rock is emerging, I, I, and it's got uh, two. Oh, he's shy. It's got two brothers. They're hanging out in the kidney too. I got a six <laughs> mil and a and a two mil. And the, Ooh, triplets. The one that's dropping is a two mil. So, oh man, yeah. Yeah. you're having a whole litter of fucking yeah, it's pet rock. It's happening. Okay, it's a litter. It's a, Sorry. It's, it's, it's a litter of pet rocks, man. <laughs> this is a double album. Rock. I, I believe a group of rocks is called a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> a group of rocks is called a rumble. That is great. Yeah. Oh man! Um, if you if you uh, I don't know if you get blowjobs. I don't know if that's a thing. But if you ever do, you should make a ton of rock biter jokes, like from the Never Ending Story. Big P- pop rocks. Strong hands. <laughs> It sounds like the worst <laughs> Jesus ever. Dude. Dude. It sounds like the grossest blowjob. Spe- <laughs> speaking of terrible things to say before, during, or after sex or in the same sentence as sex, have you guys checked out that playlist on Spotify, the worst songs to listen to while having sex playlist? I, I heard about it, yeah. We were listening to it last night at work. It is Fucking good, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> I good. Was wondering it where, I was wondering where good. that was going to go. It's like the, it's got, dude, it's a playlist on Spotify, and you'll know it's the right playlist because it's got just the eggplant icon with a circle slash through it, and it just says worst songs to have sex to. And it's like, uh, God, what's on it? Oh, the Reading Rainbow theme. Proud They're, to be in America. <laughs> proud to be in America. Or God bless the USA. Yeah. Mode on it. Uh, no, because I think, but but here's the thing that immediately Anything popped into my play? head. It actually there is one Nickelback song on there, which is pretty much like Coldplay with distortion, right? Well, I, you're the pedal expert. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. <laughs> ah, I don't listen to Coldplay. That was so expert no corroboration idea. right like, there. Nickelback yes. is Coldplay with distortion. No, but they have what? they have they have this huge essentially they have this huge okay. list of songs that are all you know the Macarena's on there. Like it's hilarious, right? And um, man, I could fuck to the Macarena, dude. That, that's what I said. I was like, I was like, you know, <laughs> a great backbeat. You know, as soon as that playlist dropped, as soon as that playlist dropped, someone was like, challenge accepted. Come on, baby, and they just like put that shit on, dude. It was like, do a bunch of cocaine and go to town, dude. There was like Rafi songs on there, like the Banana Phone song by Rafi, and like I love my lips from Veggie Tales was on there, dude. It's wow, it's really good. But then, when you're searching for it, there is a piggyback playlist that I also discovered in the search called Worst Songs to Get Murdered To. And they're all like, they're all like super happy. Like, um, oh, the, uh, I think the Cantina song from Star Wars is actually on both playlists. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I might argue with that. <laughs> you think getting murdered to the Cantina or having sex to the Cantina song? Which one? I, both would be sublime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who shoots first? No, it's actually not. It's actually not sublime. They weren't. They weren't a band yet. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear sublime ever. Yeah. Sublime could whether be whether you're whether you're fucking or getting killed. Nobody wants to listen to sublime. <laughs> I don't want this to be my last song. <laughs> That's fucking <Jeez>. good. <laughs> That's fucking good. That's the second time that Sublime has derailed the podcast. You know that? It's true. And I think it was Nick, an episode that you were on. It. Yeah, no. Like, well, one time Logan and I were talking about it on the show, about fucking how like S- Sublime is making a comeback, and you were just like, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Are they it's really? awful, man. I... Yeah, say what? Are they really? I mean, 
I also work in an environment that is outside of the music environment that uh, I've been in my entire life. You're kind of in a so more jammy could, sort yeah, of vibey because, place. Because right? I was going to say, I, I haven't heard Sublime yeah. in years. In years. I, I think and if it comes on uh, a jukebox at a bar I work at, bam, skipped. I no think, money back. I think if you're you like. You played <laughs> Sublime on a public jukebox. Right. I, I'm pretty sure Sorry. you get exiled from hey, punk rock and metal. Don't you want Sorry, a noodle? Glitchy. Don't you want a noodle, Logan? <laughs> Come on, man. I do want a noodle. Oh, accompanied yeah. by many other noodles. Yeah. In a soup form. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, okay. So, Andrew's moving into the space. And, oh, yeah. And you guys are, like, going full on. So, yeah, he moves in, and he's all set up in the back doing the blackout stuff. I mean, you right. were there a number yeah, of times. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I came by a lot to do business over there, yeah. And I got to say, I mean, that, that actually, you know, that was part of helping build, you know, the community around the store, too. Right. Because now I was like, hey, you know, Andrew got street cred. He knows plenty of people in town. And then they're, they're actually coming in and going, I didn't know this place was here. Right. Because they had to walk through the front to get to the back. Right, 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 right. You know, right. so that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and it just started growing and growing and growing, and we started getting more shit and putting more stuff in. And right. the back room, we actually redid and started putting more amplifiers and guitars. And it sounds like it's oh, grown yeah. really, like really fast. All things considered, I mean, ten, uh, year, ten years isn't fast, I suppose. I was well, there. We were there. I was there like a month ago, and I, uh, the back room wasn't there when I was there previously, mm-hmm. and so I walked in. And I was just like, oh shit, and I ended up buying a pedal. Just like went in the back. Fiddle, fiddle dee dee. Oh, that's that. You got a new uh, overdrive, uh, yeah, the, pedal, right? The more hustle drive, dude. It sounds so good. Yeah, Logan sent over a demo of this. Like I had, I had plans for this song when it was just the guitar, and I was kind of playing around with the demo. And then Logan added his bass to it using that pedal, and it just sounds like it made it sound like a Chromag song. Like I mean, it went from sounding like. It went from sounding like a Judas Priest song to sounding like a Cro-Mag song just because of the addition of that that bass. I, I got recommended that pedal by Brad from Evergroove. He was like, oh, we use this up here. You might want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. And then I was hanging out with Andrew, and um, I was over by Flipside and Blackout, and I was just like, I got to pop in there and just see what's yeah, going yeah. on. And they had the pedal. It was like. 40 bucks I was just like done that's done nice so that's another thing too is like pedals are one of the most accessible pieces of equipment that can really give the most color to your your array you know Absolutely. what I mean? Definitely change your. You could definitely yeah. change your your tone and your your whole vibe with just a few you know just a few pedals you can drop 120 bucks and buy some shit and 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 fuck around with a few different or sounds. you could drop a whole lot more than that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are you out and on pedals exactly so far exactly what you need yeah yeah how, how far what are you out on pedals now actually I have a, I have a very efficient setup I, I'm very much a utilitarian when it comes to, to pedal array even with the freeze pedal <laughs> even with the freeze pedal actually Ike has my freeze pedal now oh does or he may, or maybe he doesn't I don't know because he only used gone. it one time it's, it's gone yeah <laughs> it's gone. yeah. I was going to say it's we, we kind of cycle through a shit like really Fairly, yeah. fast now yeah and I was surprised by the amount of product you guys have like I was looking for something very similar or very specific and I can't remember the guy's name super helpful guy that works big there. dude beard yeah 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 Dylan yeah he's, he's and, my right hand cool dude. yeah and I was just like I'm looking for this more 
drive and he was like say no more fam you know he just, like, <laughs> found exactly what i was looking yeah, for he's was, like this <laughs> but he's like i know what you're like he, there, there he was, probably wasn't even listening to what you're saying he was like reading your shirt and like your body language and like knew what band you were in mm. and he goes like i know what you need sir he's like this this speaks to you. It's like it's like a it's old like the wizard wand shop and fucking exactly in uh, Harry Potter. Exactly, perfect <laughs> metaphor. I was gonna say it was like a like a like a swordsmith like handing out sacred swords, but the wand one is way better. Yours oh, is way better. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> the king of references. This guy. Just a, it's just like the deep the impact meteor. <laughs> it's like have you ever seen Deep Impact? You haven't. All right. So it's basically Armageddon with Morgan Freeman. Come on, Donnie, yeah. get with the program. I'm in. All right. No, but, but so the, the amount of shit you have at well, your shop was, was like, I don't want to say overwhelming because that sounds like a negative term, but I was just like kid in a candy store type shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, overwhelming yeah, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. 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 I know we get that a lot. People come in there like, oh, shit, I've never seen this many pedals in one spot. And then we've added all the rest of this stuff, too. So, you know, we're a full-on Fender dealer, too, now. Right. We took them on. We brought on Fender this year. So that was kind of a big deal. That was a, That's a you huge know, deal. holy shit, my pants moment. Like, you want how much fucking money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's see. How many kidneys do I have <laughs> <laughs> I need all of them fucking things so let's see what we can do and, and you know now it's grown and we're, we're adding more cool stuff right and, and but yeah the pedals are kind of the that's like really, lifeblood it, it kind of draws it in and, and it to kind of answer your question from earlier uh, Dylan put it we were talking about it today and he's like you know p- pedals are almost like trading cards now like guys oh, get them and then they yeah. trade it off to somebody else and they trade this to that guy and then they trade them back to us we'll have guys that'll come in and buy out like half of their pedal board from us and then they'll come in eight months later and be like yeah well um that was cool because i was in an 80s cover band and now i'm in a 90s cover band so i don't need any of this shit (laughs) (laughs) and i need 90s cover band oh yeah and so you know then we're trying to sell them stuff that was right you know that was fitting that era or they're doing something completely different like hey we're doing a rush cover band what do you what do you think yeah I i remember when they had do you remember when they had the um the like gear breakdowns in like uh, guitar guitar player magazine that were like this is how Eric Clapton's guitar was set up on Layla mm-hmm. right, yeah. like, you know it's like people are still very much into that like diving oh, yeah. into like going okay what is the exact configuration of pedals that I need to get and then when they do a different project you know they don't have room for all that or use for all that shit or they change their mind or you they know they, their they're, mind, they're, yeah. they're 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 progressing as an artist and they're like I don't want that shit anymore I want to do this, or now I'm it's exploring new soundscapes. Right. Does anyone ever come in and say, I'm in a U2 cover band, I'll take everything? <laughs> <laughs> They're just looking for the tap tempo, that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, <laughs> Uh, it, it's interesting because earlier on when we were talking kind of about your background and you were talking about scrapping and Frankensteining bikes, you know what I mean? So you have this, like, you almost have this appreciation for stuff that's made of stuff. You yes. know what I mean? Like we're like building. pedal array, like building pedal arrays and like mm-hmm. helping people put together their setup. And Flipside is kind of built to like facilitate that that specific like let's help you design your array. What you're looking for? It's I always use the kind of I always use the thing like if you walked into a into a shoe store and, and you were looking for hiking boots, right? You'd, you'd want hiking boots, right, when right. you left. Well, there's guitar stores where you walk in, 
kind of looking for hiking boots and you walk out with fucking sandals. Right, right, right. That's right, not right. what we do. It's like we if you come in looking for something, we're going to try to help you. Yeah, we want to sell everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we're but we don't need to sell you the most expensive thing, and you don't need to buy it today. Right. It's kind of like come in, we'll help you find what you're looking for, and and that's really that's cool. kind of it. You know, we I mean our our whole like mission statement, if you want to get, is basically like don't be a dick and just be cool. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. the whole thing, and that that's yeah, really yeah. what it comes right cool. down to. Yeah, that's the word. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, I, li- I like those terms. Comes, that's comes that's the Dave around man. That's the Dave Wilburn rule, man. The just the one rule. Just be cool, man. Yeah. Well, when we first started, because it was mostly just me and Dylan, and uh, you know, customers come in, they'd spend time, and then they'd walk out and leave, and. And I remember Dylan kind of being like, oh, you know, that would have been nice to get that sale. I'm like, yeah, I go, but they'll be back. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I go, that mm-hmm. dude just walked out of here with a good feeling because we we didn't pressure him. We weren't mm-hmm. like, hey, you wanna, I'll make you a fucking deal on that. No, we wanted him to get the stuff in his hand and really fall in love with it and go, right. okay, now I need to go home and plan how I'm going to get this shit. Right. And then he goes, oh, those dudes were cool. They were helpful. They weren't mm-hmm. They weren't douchey sales Men, yeah, and I mean, and, obviously and, and the proof's worked. in the pudding because you're you're still in business, you're and and you're thriving and you're continuing to grow, and uh, yeah, man, it, it's oh, I was going to tell you, Logan, before you came on, he was telling us they have the largest selection of pedals probably in the region, no not shit. just in not just yeah. in the city, not just yeah. in the state, in the whole fucking region, man. That's, that's crazy. That's impressive. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's really cool. I did find the new the new back room with all the amps and everything. Like I found it very like welcoming and comfortable. Like you know how you go to Guitar Center and like somebody's fucking wailing in the corner and you're just like eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just feel like uncomfortable, like a sales daily. guy walking around with a badge, just like, "Hey, let me know if you want to take a look at anything. Let me know if I can help you out. Let me." I, I, I know more than you. Get away from <laughs> me, you know. But <laughs> I know more than you. <laughs> but it, it if was, they it, talk to you, yeah, 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 yeah. It was very warm and welcoming, and I sat by myself in a little corner and fucked with the pedal for like twenty they, minutes. They might have did that by design. Yeah, yeah. they'd be like that fucking Logan guy. Put him. Oh, the corner. Yeah, yeah. In the corner. <laughs> there, there's actual customers here. <laughs> oh, we're going to take you to the special executive soundproof suite. There's a mop in this one. Yeah. That's a soundproofing mop. That's a tone mop. That's a tone mop. There's a rat in here. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a He'll distortion rat. He'll help you. That's Ask a Proco rat. It's a Proco rat. Oh, he's... <laughs> That's got the LM three oh eight. He he's one of our pros. <laughs> that was a gear joke that singer doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a deep one. Oh man, it's like oh, it's a that specific was... chip in the pedal that's I get fucking it. old. I get it. You got it. Oh, <laughs> Fine. Yeah, the... fuck you guys. It was awful. It was, it was a terrible. It was place. the worst experience of my my entire life. <laughs> so another another thing that I noticed um, one of the first times I went in there is you get a lot of unusual guitars that come in through the door. Like I've seen like people cuz you guys you guys buy you you guys buy and sell from independent owners as well too, right? Like you've had people yeah, come in and sell like stuff from their private collection. Yeah, we we do stuff on consignment and and our consignment prices are you know, we're we're fair. My whole thing is I like to be I, I like to be fair on on all of how we do things. Like if, so right. if somebody's trying to, you know, trade in their gear, you know, if you go to a pawn shop, they're like, what is that? A 52 Telecaster? $35. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, we're not like that. We're, we try to be fair. 
you know, we still got to keep the lights on and pay our bills. Right. Uh, that's just straight up business, and I think people get it. Right. But we try to be fair across the board. Right. That being said, people bring in consignment stuff, and and at first it was like, I don't know, you guys are small, there's not a lot of shit here. Now that we have more shit, people mm-hmm. are bringing us more shit. Right. But it's also moves. So we're selling right. some cool, people are bringing us in some cool stuff, and we're like, sure. Well, right, because you they know. don't want to take it to a pawn shop, and they don't want to take it to Guitar Center, because they know they can go to you, and you guys, you guys have proven that you have an appreciation for for the gear like you you know it and you go man that's bad like you're right, not going to cool. be like you're not going to be like this guy doesn't know what he has let's fucking try and take him for everything it's worth you're like dude that is a bad fucking jam we can definitely sell that shit um what do you say to these terms yada yada and you you, you keep it fair so that everybody gets to walk away happy i think that that's right. like i think that's exemplary uh, uh, to how like a gear shop specifically should work. Yeah, we don't have to make all the money. Yeah, let's make if we if the if you want to sell it, you make your money back and make a little something. We make a little something. I mean, that's oh. well. And then you end up what making really, the money over the long term. Yeah, and then they. I mean, we got one guy who's brought us nine guitars. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. to sell on consignment and they're all like super fucking rad guitars too we're like we open the cases and we're like this you're selling this yeah this is awesome i came in one you day know? i came in one day and i i couldn't tell you anything about the guitar because i don't know you know i don't really know shit about gear just singer guy and everything but i remember going in and this guy had brought in just this beautiful guitar that belonged to his dad and it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of a weird Frankenstein guitar. It was really it was really cool looking, but it was one that that his dad had left to him, and it still had like his you know set list from whatever band he was in oh, in the seventies yeah, taped yeah. to the back of it. And he had like his name carved into the back of it. You know what I mean? Like it was a really beautiful just like piece of equipment. And I remember all of us kind of just standing around and and like appreciating the guitar and like mm-hmm. pre- appreciating those things on it. Like appreciating the sentimental value of it. Yeah, like it the was, story behind it as yeah, well. Yeah. I, I, that has stuck with me above anything else that I've experienced at your shop just because of that like moment of like true like true fans of just music in general just standing out and taking the time to like forget they're in a business for a minute and just like admire a piece of equipment right and you that, know? that's that part was of, really cool that's kind of part of the deal is like we we really like this shit right you know so it's easy for us to kind of to, to sell it to appreciate it we get customers that bring us stuff hey Ike check this thing out right 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 and, they, and they'll bring in like a, you know one guy brought in this like early 40s D18 you, you know like an old Martin it was like wow it was beautiful I mean the thing was worth a fortune and he brought it in he's like yeah I was just you know the guys over at Victor Guitar I think set it up or, or, or something like that and he's like yeah I just wanted to share you, you guys wanted to check it out and I'm like and this is, happens I wouldn't say all the time but it's fairly often enough for us that somebody just come in and go, hey, check this out. This was my dad's. Right, right. You know, it's a 65 Strat. And we're right. Like, oh. There's a lot of trust in you that. You know, that's cool. That they're, But they feel comfortable enough with us. Like like we're, hey, hey these guys are cool dudes. I want to share this right. this piece of equipment with them because they'll actually appreciate they'll it. They'll appreciate it. They'll, they'll, they'll get it to a good home. Yeah. You I, know I was I mean? going to say something about that, too. Like a lot of these old, like older, old-timey musicians 
care about where their guitar ends up. Right. You know? we, we've had Th- that. Like, yeah. ev- every once in a while, they'll want to sell something in their collection, but they don't want it to go to just anybody. Right. They're like, I want this to go to somebody who's going to take care of it and not just like thrash it and oh, treat it like a piece yeah. of garbage. Yeah. Know? So yeah, and they and they don't and they don't want to get taken advantage of by some. Pawn, pawn shop owner or some faceless corporation. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Guitar Center has been good to us over the years. I have to say that because I mean, they are they are the Walmart of music stores, right. and they do exactly what they're supposed to do. And you know, when you need picks or you need sticks in a jam or you need to get some stuff, like it's a great place to go. I'm glad it exists. They're, they've been that convenient. Being said, right. They've been convenient. location depending on location. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, it's you like, know, we we get it. But we prefer coming to us. That but, right. Know. That being said, that being said, like, I mean, dude, the the mom and pops and the like specialty stores like what you do are clearly better. Like they're like it's it's just easier to manage that small specialized operation than it is and maintain the the culture of like appreciation and connoisseurism and and quality standards and And personalization you know like we know these guys we get guys that come in and it's like you know we what's cool is we we got guys you know me being from the East Coast, I kind of like to break balls with people, mm-hmm. you know. And if you come in enough, it's like we just start breaking chops, and we then got we got guys that'll stay all fucking day, right? Like hours and hours, and they're just sticking around and shooting the shit and breaking balls, and it's it's just a cool place to hang right. along with all the other, you know, with the business that we do. But you don't necessarily get that when you go to a corporate store, right? You know, they're like they're I need to make my numbers and I need to get my commission and and. You know, like they're they're more right. sing, they're more focused on that sometimes. And for us, it's like here, let me tell you a dick joke. It's funny. Is there anybody in the room that might get offended? No, good. It's yeah, more, yeah. You know? it's more of a barbershop than a yeah. You're right. part of the you're part of the community thing. rather than just you know dropping dropping right. into a community and being like, oh, we're gonna sell you stuff. And like, Logan, you, you were you're saying part of the community rather. Than yeah, that. totally, absolutely. You're like integrated into it, and you like embrace the culture of the neighborhood. And not only that, Logan, you were saying barbershop. It's 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 more like a barbershop and not a like department store. Mm-hmm. You know what right, I mean? Right, which yeah. is which it, it's 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 got that the third place. Have you guys heard of the third place idea, where there's like. People have their first place is home, their second place is work, and then their third place is usually like a bar or a barber shop or or like the the, the shop in town that people kind of hang around and do stuff like that. Like the quilt house. museum, yeah. The quilt, yeah, <laughs> right. Quilt museum's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my you god! Said, you said quilt museum. I said bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese massage. <laughs> the carousel. Man, the uh, we might be the fourth. We might be the fourth place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After quilt museum. <laughs> after the quilt museum. <laughs> but after but, the quilt museum. But before the bathhouse. <laughs> hey, on your. So, well, you need the quilt to keep you warm after you get out of the bathhouse, man. You know, because the water doesn't stay warm forever. You're in the bath. You get up. You dry off, but you still got that moisture. You're gonna want the quilt to get your body heat kind of generating again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, whatever well, I you definitely need, smell that's what a collaboration quilt does. there. <laughs> So the quilt is always there for so you. So in this scenario, are you taking quilts from the quilt museum? It's a museum. <laughs> they have a gift shop. They a have gift shop. a, yeah, gift, a gift shop. shop. Right. Yeah. They're replicas. Like you don't just get to walk out. It with belongs like... in a museum. <laughs> Bring that quilt back here. Can you imagine if Indiana Jones was getting antique quilts instead of like, 
you know, sacred artifacts like the big crucifix in it. Like, like you don't just get to walk out it, with Harriet Tubman's quilt. It belongs in a quilt museum. The guy's got it like, <laughs> he's got it like folded up under his arm or is he like wrapped in it, like sitting in a chair, rocking back and forth. He's like, so do you, Dr. Jones. <laughs> that's a lot of mileage for a quilt, a stupid comment. That's, that's wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, what are we at? Uh, we're at one thirty-six. One thirty-six. Perfect time for a break. Let's take a break. Re-up on on booze and pack it a, a freshie and uh, yeah, man, take pisses and all that stuff. We'll oh, be right back. Shit. Great. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great sound. It, it almost sounded like it was done in a uh, what's the what's the sound stage thing, the sound effects thing? Oh, the foley room. Yeah, uh, it sounded like it was done in a foley room. Yeah, just like you know, like uh, sound effects that are made with real stuff, like the way that they originally oh, did sound God. effects for movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a foley room, real stuff. That's what's called foley room. It's it's a it's a real stuff room. To make it uh, sound like they're like when they're when they're punching people in movies, they they punch a big side of beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. they um, uh, Hitchcock stabbed a watermelon for um, yeah for yeah. Psycho. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't there a um, isn't there like a scream that there was that's the Wilhelm scream? The Wilhelm scream. I, I saved it somewhere because I was like, this is interesting. As, yeah. I'm like, I got to figure out how to use this somewhere. Yeah, the Wilhelm scream. It's in everything. Yeah. Because we have like including ideas. Star Wars. Is it really? Yeah, it's in Star Wars. Oh, that's when awesome. When they're when they're is fighting on the stormtrooper stormtrooper fatality. Yeah. It's yeah. A storm- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a Stormtrooper fatality. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, our most venereal, nay, venerable <laughs> sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! I made it. Hey, you made it for the Matula Plumbing. This plane's Illinois shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Award winner back in 2011. 1-1 is the only one that matters to us here on this show. He'll wear the booties for you. If you need, have any plumbing needs in the Chicago area, hit up our boy, Jerry Matula, master of poopers himself, Biatch. Uh, Evergroove Studio. Big shout out to Evergroove Studio. Hi atop Black Mountain! Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show last week, guys. And thank you so much for the, uh, do you say A-T-E-M or Atom? Thank you so much for the ATEM Television Studio. That I we're just gonna, call it the technology. Yeah, thank you so much for the technology. Yeah, that that's you, super cool. Thanks, isn't that guys. badass? Yeah, dude, we get done, and I was just like, I was like, yeah, I want to buy this thing, but I don't have a computer to make it work, so I, it'll probably be a while. And Brad just goes, "What?" Brad just goes, "You know what? Why don't you guys just go ahead and take it? I'll donate it to the cause." And I'm like, what? "Brad, that's amazing." He's like, "Well, don't get too excited. I'm about to send you a huge invoice for mixing." So, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." It's like a, a little care package before you know. Yeah, here's here's a cheese and cracker basket. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna get out of the city and and make a badass record. Uh, man, you can go no better place than Evergroove Studio. Solar powered. 
Amazing, amazing place. They're doing such cool things. If you want to learn more about Evergroove and everything they stand for and everything that they do, listen to episode number 80 of the podcast or check it out on YouTube. Throwback Monday. Yeah, Throwback Monday, baby. Man, those guys just keep upgrading, huh? Oh, dude. They just keep getting better and better. Yeah, man. It got to, I, I went on a I went up to their uh, grand um, re, uh, their anniversary party mm-hmm. and it just looks so good up there, man. It's amazing. Uh, you'll have to listen or watch the last episode to learn more, Logan. That's that's happy place. That's 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 place number like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's man, I would put it right after the quilt museum, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tops the quilt museum. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> hey, you been to this quilt museum? There's none greater than the quilt museum. This motherfucker's off the chain, Holmes. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody about these quilts. It'll be our little secret. Damn. Evergroove.com. They got the quilts, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, plural, up on 27th and Larimer in... Uh, in Rhino, is that what it? Yeah, in the Rhino, Rhino district of Denver. Which, if you're not from here, is a place in town where seriously, it's a wild rhino preserve, and <laughs> there are no buildings. It's just a bunch of wild rhinos running around, just bucking motherfuckers off just scooters, sl- yeah. uh, just, just knocking bam. them off scooters. <laughs> There's a couple of zebras. Yeah, <laughs> drunk walking home from Larimer Lounge when they've been drinking with old uh, Mikey Mulligan there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rhino preserve. Uh, go to the Rocket Space Rhino Preserve there in in uh, in Rhino. You ain't, ain't got to carry shit. You ain't got to carry shit, except maybe a rhino. You might have to carry a rhino. rhino. No. Rhino cabs. Yeah. It's a good we, thing you're not carrying shit. You might have to run from a rhino. Yeah. Exa- you might have to carry rhino shit. There- <laughs> hey, there's a lot of money to be made in cleaning up rhino shit. I could tell you. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We're going to recycle that. Yeah, he got his into, start in rhino shit. <laughs> I'm a goo man. <laughs> I am a goo man. <laughs> that was such a good episode, man. <laughs> I make vegetable goo. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we love Kate. We love Rocket Space. Head on down there. Uh, hourly uh, jam spaces, man. Go in there. Lay your money down, hang out, play some songs, and and don't carry anything but your guitar and your breakables and your pedals that you get at Flipside right. Music. Oh, bring your segway. coolness on the rock block on a coma. You'll be in a coma after you see all the amazing <laughs> stuff they have. Damn. <laughs> at Flipside Music. Great American Guitar Store. The Great American Guitar Center. Hey, give us, give us your make your guitar pitch. stores great again. Make guitar stores great again. I don't know. You know, you I should. Know. Make Seems the, like it's been worked. Yeah, uh, it's the stomp box. <laughs> you saloon. should make hats like that. I'll bet people you know really do? like them. I could do. Yeah, make guitars great again. Or yeah, yeah. That's it. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. you just got like dudes coming in playing Ted Nugent and shit <laughs> over and over again. Like, Hell oh, yeah! Only my favorite Ted guitar Nugent. store. Nothing against Ted Nugent, that dude could shred, but you know where I'm going. I know what you're talking about. Make yeah, make guitars great again. Be like, look at all these, look at these. These are made out of carbon fiber and 
coleslaw. Yes, all of our guitars. <laughs> these are all recycled. All these amplifiers are recycled from pig's feet and such. Carbon fiber and coleslaw every day. We just make it up. Every day we got a new thing. We just we make up. We start at 6 a.m. Fresh. <laughs> Making fresh coleslaw every year. Millions of tons of coleslaw go to waste in this country. Repurposed fretboards. <laughs> coleslaw is filling up. <laughs> coleslaw <laughs> is filling up landfills across the country and contaminating our oceans. There's just like fish swimming by covered in coleslaw. Or the side of lemon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dude, coleslaw is good. Coleslaw is good. Check out this pit guard made from recycled candies. I find it difficult to believe that any coleslaw is going to waste, actually. I'm sure all of that shit gets <laughs> Everybody out. eats all we, their coleslaw. We've seen, <laughs> yes, we've seen the South. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of the cabbage. We've Everybody seen the South. Everybody eats all their coleslaw. That's great. Those motherfuckers uh, stuff their pillows with coleslaw. <laughs> Dude, um, I saw this other version of The Wizard of Oz. I've been re- I've actually been reading The Wizard of Oz, like the original book, to my son, and we got to the scare- scarecrow scene, and it is quite a bit different. I don't know if you know, but in the days that that was written, um, scarecrows were actually stuffed with coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> Little known American oh. folklore fact. Dude, we, we went on a journey. He was for that called one. A, They were called Scareslaws. It's a real thing. Look it up. Scareslaws. If I crows. only had a brain. Wow. Slaw crows. <laughs> crows hate coleslaw. You didn't know that? They're highly it's allergic to coleslaw. They used to protect the barbecue fields <laughs> from onslaught. <laughs> 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 Ooh, we broke the show. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. <laughs> Flipside music on South Acoma Street yeah, in Denver. Great American Do not store. be afraid of the, the scare slaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. the fuck we're calling You start putting them in the window for Christmas? Oh, my God. Fields of brisket. <laughs> fields of brisket. As I walk through fields of coleslaw. In barbecue with my friends and stuff, <laughs> and the side of cornbread too. <laughs> this fried okra and mac and cheese and nilla pudding too. As I walk through fields of coleslaw, fields of coleslaw. Uh, among the fields of coleslaw, flipside music. <laughs> <laughs> All the coleslaw you want, none of the coleslaw you don't. Check them out until Ike the Boys sent you. Yeah. Does anybody ever say anything about the podcast when they come in? Ever? Has it ever once happened? Totally. Awesome. Uh, all the See, time. It's working. Like, you know, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's working like fucking gangbusters. All right. Well, yeah, I, I, I hope you're not regretting your sponsorship investment at all. It's a tremendous return on investment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you Absolutely. get to come in and drink beer and crack jokes with us. That's, That's yeah, fun. Yeah. That did not sound made up <laughs> at all. It sounded very <laughs> sincere. Uh, very organic. Um, 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 um. Oh, thenugnation.com. Hey. This podcast is, of course, uh, recorded and sometimes live-streamed from the Nug Nation studios here. That's where we are. At an undisclosed location 
in also in Rhino, but in a different part of Rhino, and the part of Rhino they're still only starting to get to. So it's still a little, um, you know what I mean? Oh, oh I totally do. Like oh, it's like they're here, man. We're a, here. like we're a stone's throw from like an artisan marketplace, but there's still also like people with shopping carts walking around here talking to themselves. Like it's right. that that is still also happening. And you have a. <laughs> They're selling used tires in the corner. Yeah, yeah, used tires. I, I did that when I was driving down. I'm like, hey, this is really fucking nice down here. You oh. make that left right there, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's like a I block. Do need some tires. <laughs> like right. right when you get past Blue Moon Brewing, it's like, oh, Blue Moon Brewing went in there. What the fuck happened to this neighborhood? Just bombed the fuck out, and then just like, oh, the artisan market. That's very nice. Up on station, looks nice. Well, I need some wicker. Ooh, vitamin yeah, cottage. Let's go in. I need some new wicker stuff. Artisanal handcrafted quilts. Yeah, I was going to say they sell quilts and gelato there. Or, organic, <laughs> organic coleslaw, possibly. Oh, man. That's really good. Oh, and um, $300 block prints by, by local mm. artists. Yeah. They have those, too. Make sure to buy all the, the $300 Did block you, prints with birds Do you have on any them. paintings of mountains? <laughs> <laughs> we have exclusively paintings of mountains. Look to the left. Our our, our shop realistic. is actually called MTN, so yeah, we have pictures of mountains. Didn't we already have an art district in so, Denver? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's we, you can never have enough art districts. You can never have enough art art districts, and actually, we have four Greek towns. I don't know if you know about that. There are four four Gre- Greek towns. No, that's not true. I made that up. Okay, I call falafel. <laughs> I call falafel. <laughs> Roll the dice. I, I won't tell the Pete's you said that. Oh my god! I will not tell the Pete's you made fun of their Greek. I towns. think I need the Pete's listen to everything. I think I need an I call falafel T-shirt. <laughs> I call falafel. <laughs> Go to mfruckus.com to get your I call falafel T-shirt. Only nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Order now. Available at any Greek diner. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I listen to this uh, Tom Segura podcast. His podcast is so good. It's great. It's hilarious. But they had this shirt on there that it was like his face or something. It had like a blood call on it, like the gang, the bloods. And it was like, I, I don't remember the term, but it was like, hey, swoon or some shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had to take <laughs> the shirt down because they got contacted by the LAPD. Like saying, "Yo, you can't be repping the blood." You're <laughs> selling a shirt that has like, that's just like a blood T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you think it's funny, <laughs> but that's so good. You're gonna get somebody killed. That's and they so went, good. They went, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, we didn't think it that far through. We respectfully request that you pull this item. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. So uh, we need to come up with our. Offensive T-shirt. Oh, our shirt that'll get such shut I down. Think, I think it's I call falafel. Uh, I call falafel, <laughs> dude. But then the Pete's will show up at our door, man, and they'll be like, they'll be like, where is our cut? You make fun of us on your program. Oh, you don't have a cut? Then we take our cut. Who is the guy that used to run Electronica? Like I remember, oh, I remember um, Wenzel. Uh, from Brian Crimson, Wenzel. Yeah, Brian yeah. Wenzel from Crimson Hay Baler and whatnot. He was telling me about in the old days when he practiced there and it was still a dirt floor. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I remember when we were in there jamming one night and I like owed him some money and he just comes up and goes, if you do not pay me my money, you will not be walking anymore. And so he paid him. 
<laughs> they stopped practicing there. Yeah. Wow. Those, scary those guys exist. Yeah. I, I grew up in a They're very interesting neighborhood in New York. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you so did. I'm sure you there did. There was a lot of vowels in the last name, and uh, those those things, interesting things happened. If you have a lot of vowels in your last name, you might enjoy the entertaining content on thenugnation.com. <laughs> It's funny stuff. It's got pot and penises and boobs and quilts. weird and quilts and weird silly shit. And those nugs in there, wacky adventures through the town of Nugville. I did get to see. I can't go into very much detail at all, but I did get to see a little spot we're doing with Redman, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty funny. Like his fucking love Redman, dude. His voiceover that he totally improved. Mm-hmm. Like it was just him just being fucking Redman, and nice. it was. Insane, dude. It was all about women's feet and farts and butts Dang. and like, and he's like, and I'll knock the fuck out of anybody I want on this. And blah, he is like, the Richard Pryor of of hip hop. Of hip hop, yeah, yeah, man. Fuck so yeah. Do they do the voices first, and then you guys, then they do the the character stuff yeah, after? So, I mean, so yeah. What we what we do? Give you a little behind the scenes here. Um, what we do is here we go is we write. Um, we usually write a script and then we storyboard or we write a script and do the voiceovers for it but then we storyboard it out so we know what the animation is supposed to look like and then we generally animate to whatever whatever the script is like in and we did the same thing sort of with the with the ruckus book which is you know we had to create the timing before the animator could animate to it right you know what i mean we learned that the hard way the the last one that we just released was a was a real bitch because we had to do a lot of back and forth on the timing shit and had we known we would have done it the way we're doing it now which is building all that out first and then just sending it over to the animator it just works much better and you get the flow down if you want to see what the fuck I'm talking about go to thenugnation.com we love the show we love the people who run it and we love that we are able to do this podcast here every week um, man we've been able to do some amazing things thanks, thanks to the guys here at the Nug Nation we love you lots guys uh, Mutiny Information Cafe to South Broadway in Denver, Colorado the heart of Denver the cultural epicenter of Denver I went and stopped by there the other day and saw their large selection of cereals and and Torini syrups nobody in, in the region I'm pretty sure has a larger selection of Torini syrups nobody they've also got books nobody <laughs> they've nobody. also got they've also got books coffee Comic books. Dude, their coffee is fucking bomb. Dude, it's really like, good. It's made... Dude, they are like the masters. The coffee ice chunks in your iced coffee. Mm. Dude, they're like, yes. they're like coffee really gourmands good. there. Yeah. Like, they actually studied to be coffee experts. Nice. Yeah. If you want to listen... What episode is it that the... Anyway, listen to the Mutang is for the children episode of the podcast and hear our conversation with, with Jim and Matt. That was a fun one. Uh, yeah, man. They do live events. Um, they're starting to build out their uh, their studio where they do podcasts and all the, all the media stuff that they put out of there. They just dude, they're doing something new every week. It's really it's truly an amazing place. Um, oh, and last but most, and and I, I got to say this to your face, man. Thank you so much for backing us on Patreon. Sure. It means the fucking world, man. Seriously, like it. The with what we get from Patreon, we are able to do this podcast. We're able to hire Jake to do the comic. We're able to buy equipment. We're able to buy plane tickets for Tony. 
We're able to super cool pedals. Yeah, we're able to buy super cool pedals. We're able to and like it's seriously been the difference between us staying together and falling apart, I'm pretty sure. Because we would have been unable to play gigs and unable to generate the revenue to be able to do what we do. And it is it has seriously kept us in the game. And all you guys awesome. who back us on Patreon. Amen. It dude, it truly means the world to us and we really appreciate it. And um some of you uh you know, I mean, probably most of you that have listened to this podcast are aware that we dropped our new motion comic this week, and we dropped a new double single, and we've had the just incredible support of Rodeo Star and Napalm Records, and have been like really helping us push the shit out of it. Out of it, and uh, you know, our team here in you know in town and in the United States, it's we've just really seen some great stuff happen with it, and uh, it's been a learning experience for sure but i'm i'm thrilled with what we've been able to do man it's really incredible thank you so very much to find out how you can help us do what we do go to patreon.com slash mf ruckus and uh, learn about all the different projects we're working on and how you can help us grow uh so one of the things we talked about at kind of the top of the show is we talked about the YouTube content that you guys have started creating because you guys have started doing the what the what the FAQ what yeah. the what the fact what the fact. what the fact tell me about what the fact so we just decided we wanted to do some type of we, we needed to do some type of content I mean obviously you know like social media you have to have some type of presence right out there so we're like let's just do a question and answer show and we'll see what happens and um, so, of course, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, just like our shirts, I'm trying to... F, f- you, Flipside yeah, University. Flipside That's University. Great. F you, I'm always trying to put that it in. That is awesome. Is that what you gave me? Is that what so. you gave me? I think that's what he, What? Yeah. Dude. Cool. He brought me a swag bag of stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cheese and cracker okay. basket. I'm coming Cheese in. and a little cracker charcuterie basket. tray. I'm going to come <laughs> in and buy <laughs> my strings, tray. and I'm going to buy that t-shirt. Well, you are Italian, right? Dude, I didn't do. say it, okay? Cured meat and cheeses. That's how we roll. <laughs> I fucking love charcuterie trays. <laughs> yeah. That is Same. like my shit. They, are, I go to they a party, are really good. If I go to a party and they have one of those, I just... Don't talk to anyone and just go straight for the meats and cheeses. I felt just in the first time I saw a charcuterie tray, the thing that inspired me the most was the idea of just eating off a cutting board. It's like, I don't have to dirty dishes. I can just take my cutting board, put out some meats and cheeses and crackers, put the put the mustard right there. Mm. Sorry, Logan. Put the No, I get it. Put the sauce. Whatever that's your sauce is. That's how much I like charcu- charcuterie charcuterie trays. trays? Is it, I, I, so is it a Q in there? Char- well, they sure are cute. Charcuterie? Charcuterie? What is this charcuterie? But that's how much I support them. There's allowed to be mustard on <laughs> This that episode brought to you by charcuterie trays. The letter Q. What <laughs> is this charcuterie chicanery? I know. <laughs> she she knows seven seven foods with the, that start with the letter Q. <laughs> what is a quiche? Well, that's funny though with the charcuterie stuff because I mean I grew up Italian, so yeah, like that was that's just how that you was ate. just appetizer shit. Yeah. That was like yeah. antipasto like, tray. Yeah. It's like you're not gonna dirty my dishes. Eat right off the cutting yeah. board. I love how it's just <laughs> like just just eat it. 
Yeah, the olives don't. are fresh. The olives are fresh. Go ahead. Yeah, they're good. Don't I got them from Vinny's it. backyard just a couple days ago. Have yeah, you tried the pickled bologna? <laughs> Get some out of the mortadella. I just, it's great. Got it from that place down the street. That was my neighborhood, though, man. All the oh, shit. Yeah, I, I tell sure. people that, like, out yeah. here, and they're like, come on, you're making these names up. And I'm like, I swear to Christ, yeah. this is what it was like. I go, we got olives real. from Vinny's backyard. Shit. We yep. had a Vinny. Yeah. Yep. Vinny was out here last last year. <laughs> my buddy Vinny. I believe it. I believe it. Start rattling off all these these long names, and they're like, "Come on, you're just you're you're definitely making this this shit up." And I go, ah, "Not no. so much." I go, "I'll show you my fucking yearbook." <laughs> You'll be like, "Holy crap!" Your your yearbook's got like extra pages for like overflow, or like it just like says the beginning of the name and then dot dot dot, and then a page number to go see the rest. <laughs> to of go it. see, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like an index. There's an index of name extensions in the back of the yearbook. <laughs> I got 11 letters in my last name, so yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll put the rest of that in the end. All right, tell Logan how to pronounce it, and also tell me because I forgot. Okay, so technically, in Italian, it's Iacovangelo. Iacovangelo. Okay, but everybody says, a lot of people say Iacovangelo. That's where Ike comes from. Because Iacovangelo is a little bit easier to absorb for for Americans, as we used to kind of call them. Right. It, like, his kids, Metagons. Metagons, yeah. So... It was just easier, like Ike Evangelo, because people were were more familiar with Michelangelo. Uh, so that's like, oh, that sounds familiar. I can remember that. Then whatever the fuck that starts with an I and A, like right. I A, they're like, I don't even know how to put those two letters together and make them sound right. It's like, hey, can you make that easier to say? Right. And so, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> ah, I don't so know. We're how gonna to say we're it. gonna Americanize this. Yes, Yakovangelo. 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 Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, so tell it. Tell us about the what the fact. Tell us oh, about yeah, what, right. yeah. You're creating. Okay, you're so creating content talking about olives and shit. Yeah, <laughs> we got sidetracked. It well, it started as an olive appreciation <laughs> video. Uh, I love all you guys, and I really appreciate you guys coming. Here. <laughs> Thanks for me be part of the it. olive branch. But let's get back to this. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the olive branch. I'm your host. <laughs> It's a real oily discussion today, but today we're talking about quilt museums. Ak, Ikevangelo. <laughs> Good times. In charcuterie trays. Today, today we're broadcasting live from the quilt museum downtown. Shh. Shh. <laughs> oh, it's okay. The quilts absorb the sound. <laughs> it's a natural barrier. We could have a screaming match among the quilts, and no one would ever hear us. That's that's what our our podcast is called, Among the Quilts. <laughs> among the qu- <laughs> what about a horror show? Among, dude, a B horror movie called S- The Screaming Quilts. The Screaming Quilts. Oh shit! Oh, in the tall quilts. That's that Stephen King even, one, right? I haven't even told you guys yet. <laughs> the children of the, 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 children of the quilts. quilts. <laughs> hey! I haven't I'm even told you guys. I'm stuck in all these quilts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so warm. They're all double stitched. Ah, I'm so comfy. I can't get anything done. Oh, I can't stay awake. I haven't, I haven't even told you guys that uh, the next <laughs> Granny Tweed's next project is. It's a cover album called Under the Covers, and it's literally going to have a cover that's a quilt. <laughs> nice. Woo. Oh, that's awesome. We yeah. will talk about this, this your YouTube show. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. where we started with that, right? Woo. But it's, it just keeps coming up quilts, man. <laughs> <laughs> that one's coming back. Oh, I know what I'm getting all you guys for Christmas. Between between two quilts, that could be another show. Between, <laughs> between two quilts. <laughs> 
<laughs> between two quilts. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So the YouTube. So, I, mean, I mean, you've got to you've got to create content for just about any business now. Like, and you got to do something other than just open your doors and like put up a Facebook page or a website or something like that. Right. You, you got to have a little bit more. So we. Right. So I, I I'm friends with some YouTube guys that are pr- relatively successful. Right. Um. And they're like, well, we know you. You should do this shit. And I'm like. Yeah, okay, great. Well, we have to do something. There's a bajillion people doing, like, demo videos and all these other things. And I kind of felt like the, the Q&A type show it keeps it more authentic, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. this is really us. So if you come in the store, it's me and Dylan that right, do the right, show. Right. And it's like, if so if you come in the store, it's pretty much, if you want, Gordo, you've watched some of them, right? Absolutely, yes. It, is it any different? No, it's like the virtual flip side experience. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's pretty much like it's going to be some whatever fucked up joke we're going to tell at the time. Right. I probably am going to swear because, you know, that's, that's, part how of I, that's how I do. It used to be called fuck side music, but they made him <laughs> right. change to, the name to, of it. I had to bring it down a little. Yeah. Um, fuck side music <laughs> for the kids. For all your fucking needs. Come on in. <laughs> for, for the kids learning clarinet or whatever in the back. <laughs> fuck side! <laughs> Do you find yourself fiddle fucking around? What Come the, on down to flip side. What the fuck are you looking for? What the fuck do you want? We got these fucking pedals. We got those fucking pedals. You want some fucking cured salami? Get the fuck over Get here! <laughs> and you got to follow it up with this fucking guy. This fucking guy. If you fucking think you guy. can find a better deal, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck side music, because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's the t-shirt right there. <laughs> Our whole business plan was just that rant, and for some reason, they made us change it. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for a day. We had to move, we had to move on. <laughs> so, so how's it work? How, how, how does the show work? Yeah. So, so basically, it's a, it's what it Q&A is, show? we just do Q and A, and we we do a. So, uh, if I have a question about some shit, how do I? So you got to subscribe to the uh, be a subscriber to us on YouTube at Flipside Music, Flipside Music on YouTube, and um, so we'll put out a video. I haven't put it out in a couple weeks because we've had a whole bunch of shit in the last few weeks. Uh, we'll start up again probably next next week but we we have topics and people ask us about like how do you feel about humbucking pickups compared to single coil blah mm-hmm. blah blah and we'll just yeah. give our opinion on some stuff or what do you think about this pedal compared to that pedal and we'll just answer it and sometimes it's the same thing that's like happening here next thing you know you're talking it's dick jokes and right, 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 quilts right, right, right. you nice. know and, and it's like Dicks on quilts. Welcome to the Dicks on Quilts podcast. Dicks in quilts. (laughs) Today we talk about velvet quilts. The pig in the blanket cast was already taken. So that's basically the show. That's so cool. We just do that. We're, that's way cool. we, we so have like what, some what, plans. So like what, do you guys break it down from just uh, the knowledge of the gear itself? Like like how, how do you guys present the answers to the questions? Usually Dylan presents it a little bit more technical on some of his right. stuff, and I'm just there. For color. You're the color guy. You're a personal opinion. Yeah, it's flair fucking. You're the color commentator. That's what they call it. Hey, I'm the dick joke guy. Yeah, dick joke guy. And I'm like, what Dylan knows, he's got shit locked in his brain about some of these pedals. And I'm like, really? It does that? Yeah. That's fucking great. But I'm more opinion. Like, yeah, I played that and it's awesome. But you're seeing, I mean, you're seeing a lot of engagement on it, right? Like, you're seeing a lot of people are sending in questions. And we have a choice few people that really do kind of engage right. often and then we'll get some randos every now and again that 
you know, asks us something crazy. Like, if I plugged my cauliflower into a fucking, you know, JCM 800, would it sound like an orange? <laughs> You're like, what the fuck did you just ask me? Yeah. You know, are we, are, are we making a fucking salad? Or are we making fucking? <laughs> no, it'll sound like cauliflower, you dipshit. <laughs> but we get these odd questions sometimes. Those are my favorite, actually, because I'm like, this dude is just fucking hammered. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, when he's watching us on his big screen at home for some reason. Or it, or it could be your friend trolling you like Gordo did on the Yelp at work. That was fucking hilarious. That one was good though. I, I dude, I read that. I read that one in a, the last manager meeting. By the way. They were like, Aaron, can you read us some of the just the best reviews that are on there? I was like, Oh, absolutely. Please, please did you tell do me it? about this. Did you do it in oh, the old good. man voice? Oh, the, the, the Gordo, yeah. the Gordo Yelp review. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's awesome. so good. Have you? Did you? Have you heard the Gordo Yelp oh. review? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, it was on god. one of the podcasts you guys did. Oh my god, this is so good, dude. <laughs> I just snorted beer up my nose. This is so good. That's where yeah, it goes. I, re- I read this in a meeting, and they were like, "What the fuck?" Deal. And I was like, "Yeah, it's my friend Gordo." <laughs> And they were like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty good. Where is it? Where is it? Where are you? Four stars, by the way. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, four stars. I mean, Gordo doesn't just give uh, them away. uh, You got to earn the fifth one. You got to make it believable. Uh, Yeah. I, I, my next question was how many stars are available out of five? Four stars. I I don't pay attention to this shit. All right. So this this is the Yelp review. Uncle Didger dude used to say that there's fire up in them hills. Well, I'd have to say he was right. I'd even venture to say that these are darn near the best wings I've had in the tri-state region as long back as I can remember. And that's a good long stretch of dirt road. <laughs> Anyhow, my meal was delivered with the verve and zest you'd expect from a top-shelf operation. Clean as a whistle, too. That's what they call class. My only complaint is the music. They've got a real new wave, old-timey, electric Kool-Aid acid tent pole kind of vibe going on. <laughs> Deep zero, I suppose. Well, catch you on the old flippity-flop. I'm going back to the cabin for a spell, but the next time I come around the mountain and catch a whiff of smoke, it'll surely lead me back to that fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. Gordo, you are such a fucking good writer, dude. Dude, that's brilliant. <laughs> Seriously. Hey. It's the voice that does it though. Yeah, oh. it's, it's the voice that really the, that's that's the, the exact voice I was thinking in the, when I wrote the it. The text makes the voice. That's the thing. You have a powerful voice that like someone reads that and they go, I know exactly what this yeah. guy sounds like. <laughs> he sounds like this. Uncle Didgeridoo. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this yeah. jerk's really pushing the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Yelp, and kind of like in the same in the same like category as Yelp, is okay. you and I you and I were kind of talking in the high uh, in the hallway about like you know the the it's unfortunate it's it's on one hand it's so fortunate that we live in a time where the market is so open that like anybody can out, get out there and get their stuff to anyone in theory yes like you you can create stuff you can o- open a business and you have access to pretty much the entire planet like you can if you can find people who are into the same shit that you are into at the same th- time what it's done is it's turned us into fiends for likes and comments and reach and like viewer acquisition and all these things to get people in. Right. And we were we were kind of talking a little bit about about your take on that. So can you share a little bit about what we were talking about out in the hall just about like your philosophy on that whole thing? Yeah, so 
I see a lot with uh, on YouTube and you know Instagram and all the other social media platforms. You know, there's a lot of people that I think it's 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 bullshit. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is you know, almost going back to what we were talking about a fucking hour and a half ago about right. you know people putting on their their little persona. Right. Um, and not and I think every time you turn on a microphone or to record anything, you kind of do. Oh yeah, because there's, there, you're, you're, there's a little bit of the da, 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 you know you're well, doing because your self monitoring kicks in and yeah. it's like oh, I better put on a show for <laughs> right. the people. Hey everybody, thanks for coming down on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. please stick around. <laughs> right. yeah, Tip yeah. your bartenders and waiters. Yeah, please. Our, our livelihood depends on this. Ah, <laughs> I gotta make rent. <laughs> Oops, I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think everybody uh, kind of has that little thing, but I. There's something about the. There's also a business aspect to it where people are doing it because they're getting sponsored for it. Right, right. They're getting paid to do it. Right. So I think there's there's a bit of um, inauthenticity to, oh, yeah, to yeah, some yeah. of that and 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 disingenuity. Even, right. Yes. Is that the right word? Disingenuousness. Is that disingenuousness? Disingenuous. A whole nest of disingenuity. Yeah, I think the whole thing. I, I think it's when you put it together, it's uh, disingenuosity. Disingenuosity. Right. I don't there know. Yeah, right. It's a verb. I, I don't mm, even. Good right. word. Good it's a word. Verb. Mm. Somebody study. <laughs> good times. Fuck. Never studied. Can you, can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Because I just made it up. <laughs> hey, but it was believable. So uh, I think there's a whole level of 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 that out there, right? Um, and I get it because you know it's you gotta you gotta sell stuff, right? Um, so I think our approach is, I want it to be like th- you come in, this is what you get. Mm-hmm. You don't get the song and dance. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna walk in and and, and I'm like, hey, fuck you, right? Right? You because know, right, right, I mean, right. I, I, how many times I'm sure we've all experienced that where you're like, hey, look at there's so and so, and they're always like super nice and you, right, you right, see them right, and right. then you meet them and you're like, hey, how's it going? I I love your stuff and they're like, piss off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. Like what the fuck happened? Right. You know, they're not that person. So we want to just kind of be more authentic with with how we approach right our stuff. Like we, we yes, we sell shit. Yeah, we're a store. I, I so but we want to be authentic. Like you come in, what you see on YouTube or anything is going to be the same as when you walk in the store. Right, 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 right. No, absolutely. So, like um, and we don't need all the subscribers. That's what I was kind of yeah, mentioning. and that that's we don't the need th- that's everybody. The thing that's the thing you said that we don't need everybody. And what was the rest of it? The rest of it is if we have, you know, a, a small troop of, you know, gang of people that really just, like, oh, those are cool guys. I like them guys because they're, right. they're not the big players and they're not full of shit. Right, right, right. And that's important. I like those guys. They'll end up buying from us. Right. I mean, we are, like I said, still in business. But then I think there's a little bit more of a community and connection because, right. yeah, we don't have everybody, but the people that we do have are pretty fucking cool. Right. And we would love to have them over for a barbecue. Like, right. that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think when you start getting to the bigger stores, you know, like Sweetwater and American Music, like, it's just a numbers becomes numbers. Right. Where for us, we're still at that level of our business where we're like, hey, there's Bob fucking whatnot. Well, and I and I cool, think, I feel know? like the numbers mean different things at the lower ends of the marketplace. Okay, and let me tell you what I, what I mean by that. Like, a lot of the bigger companies, you know, they're chasing numbers and they've kind of got us chasing numbers too. But we yeah. talked we talked out out in the hall about the like thousand true fans model, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about the uh, Pareto distribution about how like 
20% of your base is going to be making up 80% of your sales and attendance and and just people through the door, right? Like it, mm-hmm. So if you can get a following of rough, roughly about a thousand people who love everything that you do or who are your regular people and you're and they're cycling through and coming to see you over and over again you can make a living off of that yeah that's that could be life-changing you know the, the number is arbitrary but there is a number mm-hmm. and it's not as high as you think you know what i mean it's totally it's, it's totally reachable there's a way to do it um, but we're kind of being tricked into like if you don't have something that's got millions upon millions of views on YouTube or you don't have something that has millions of subscribers on the podcast in the podcast world or your song isn't getting millions of streams on on whatever platform it's on. There's like we kind of trick ourselves into thinking that that's a failure because in a certain area of the market like the major market it is a failure you know it's right. it's 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 an abject failure but in in kind of the murkier bottom of the i mean i'm basically calling myself a bottom feeder here but <laughs> in, no 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 i mean the numbers just translate differently it's got a murky yeah. bottom the, the the numbers the numbers don't tr- the numbers just translate differently i've like, lived in a van with him he's got the murkiest <laughs> bottom the, the number represents the people like on the higher level like it's like you want it to be as high as possible, but on the lower level, the more independent side, you just want to see the consistency of the engagement because those numbers represent probably 20% of the people who are actually watching what you're doing, who are actually paying attention, who are actually like going to come see you at some point. They just aren't engaging with the stuff, but they're right. out there. Right, they're, they're there and they like it. And, I, I, yeah. and, and so part of that is I, I think that just because not a lot of people see it doesn't mean it's fucking trash. Right. You know what I mean? Just because of just because 50 people or 60 people or 200 people watched your video, that doesn't mean that it was a trash video. It's just, do you want all the sheep to, you know, like some of the, the, the bigger companies get, the, the it's almost like herding sheep. Yeah, like yeah, you've yeah. convince them that that is awesome and they just mindlessly follow that. Where I think, you know, sometimes you get, it's the same thing in music. Yeah, you know, like here's these big bands that play, and it's like, oh, I love this band because they're they're the biggest thing ever, and the rest of us go, that's freaking awful. Right, right, right. Like right. I would never, I wouldn't, I'd never listen to that. Right, right. Does right. that make any sense, though? You know, like so, I, I think I made a joke in one of our FAQs that I'm like, we're really popular in unpopulated areas. Right, right, that's, right, right, right. That's where we do the best. Our yeah. best shit is like in fucking rural Alaska. Oh, we're, yeah. We're huge in Butte, Montana. They're like, like man, yeah. this stuff is awesome. Like, these guys are the greatest. So where we have lower populations, we definitely had the double digit, digit, oh, yeah. digit percentage. And, and they so. represent... Well, and here, here the, the thing that's, I think, most unsettling and kind of and sad is that it has caused us to devalue an individual human being in our own eyes we're we're looking at them as as a mass of people and we go ah, i didn't get enough of a mass today i didn't you know i didn't gather enough of the mass i didn't mm-hmm. like bring enough in i don't i don't have enough data to show significance in my stuff and it's like it's like each one of those likes comments views each one of those things was a living breathing human being who saw your fucking shit man and i need to be reminded of this you know i mean gordo will tell you i came i came in here in kind of a disappointed mood you know right yeah because 
from my experience, what we've been seeing in response to the podcast, in response to the new video that we dropped, in response to um, you know the streams that we've been seeing, and in in, in 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 terms of the support we've gotten from our label, like so, very exciting stuff to be really excited about. And then I had a meeting today, and. You get the actual factual information from the perspective of the industry. You know, that's in the realm of the ideal that you're aimed for. Like you're you're aiming high, it's an asymptotic venture, but you're you're aiming up into that you're aiming up above the surface a little bit. Like we're kind of in one world and we're kind of like trying to climb the ladder into another world. At least that's I kind I think kind of what we've all talked ourselves into doing in music in general. You know what I mean? Is kind like, of. Is there's a place I mean, above we, uh, the surface where I'll be able next, to breathe every, and everything. The everybody next level. has different goals in, in terms right. of that. You know, I mean, like, that's, it, that's, I find that's where you can often run into trouble. Right. Especially in a band. Right. You but know, there is, like, there is some sort of ether that is out there for us. Like, there's some sort of next level that we, like, we are teleological and exploratory beings, just as humans, right? Right. And so high enough into that stratosphere, there are degrees of success, we'll say. We'll just use the term success. And where we're at, we are doing the best we've ever done. But at a certain point up, we are still, statistically speaking, a failure. You know what I mean? And you have to bump up against that sometimes in your pursuit of hitting that ideal that you're going for, which you'll never hit. You, you know, you know what I mean? I was going to say that's very, that's very similar to, to business. Oh yeah. You know, like, I mean, it is business. Yeah. I mean, that's the same. I mean, where we are, like where we were two years ago right? and where we are now, it's a very similar, very, there's something up there that we're trying to get to. Well, what's important to you about being in the business that you're in? What's important to you about that? What are you most proud of in what you do? Well, that's a you good, know, it's that's not a really good. That's, it's, that's a really hard. That's, but, that's wow. a tough question. Let me make to answer, you a bet. Like, Let me make wow, you a wow. bet. That, that's Making a, money is probably not in the top three. That's not. Yeah, that's not really. That's that is a byproduct of what we're doing. Right. And the that's top the way three like are to probably more things like, like what? Like, well, tell I me. think we're. You tell me. So, I think part of it is we're providing a service to people to people, to other musicians. So it's strange because there's other businesses we could be in. I could be in fucking real estate or some other shit. Right, right, right. Which is, for me, it would be completely unfulfilling. Right. Even though I'd probably make more money. Right. But there's something about playing in in, in, in working with musicians and stuff like that. So I think part of it is we're able to fill a need for people mm-hmm. in our, you know, our music community. That's one. I also do a lot of stuff with some charities. I'm on a committee for a, a charity called the Blue Star Connection. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, plug for them. Uh, and what we do is we, we'll take uh, instruments in donations. We fix them and give them to kids in cancer centers all over the country. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool thing for us, too. That's awesome. Um, so I, it, it's weird because sometimes I think about it going, the more successful we are, the more cool shit we could do for other people. Right. You know, um, so I don't know. I think that that's part no, of no, it no. is being able to, Absolutely. as we grow, there, it goes the, the whole best of the subscriber thing. We don't need right. all of them. We don't need all the money, but what we do as we grow and what we do have, we can help share that with other folks too. Right. And that's, you know? and that's kind of my point is like, we go into the things that we go into for a reason 
and for the most part, it's not money. You know, no. We're, this is definitely a passion. You know, but m- m- money is nice. Making a living, making a living is nice. It's definitely up there. I would like to make a living at what I at, at what I do in life, but I'll still do it even if I'm not making a living at it. But I think if you, you know, if you pers- if you persevere on something that you believe in, that the money will will show up. Like that, right. it 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 starts to create itself around whatever it is that you're you're doing. Right. You know. Musicians, I mean, you guys, musicians, but you've known the the broke musicians, but somehow they live somewhere, and they even though they don't have, they right. may not have much, they they have a home, they do what they do, they're still able to survive, right? And well, and there's, and there's a, other ones are very successful, right? I think it, that you know there are amenities to being an entertainer, like to to be in a band person or someone like in the community, in the scene, whatever. There are amenities to it that money cannot buy. Oh yeah, that is for totally. sure. Totally, you know what I mean. And it's and the, and there's always a ton to be grateful for, and there's always a ton to be happy about. But it is also, <clears throat> you know, I'm just I do need to remind myself a lot that it's like it's okay to set high aims, but be sure that you are always only making comparisons to. From who you are now to who you were yesterday, you know what I mean. Like make only making comparisons of earlier versions of yourself and being able to go, man, I've really come a long fucking way. I've made a lot of progress. This is evidence that I'm on the right track. This is really great. I'm I'm stoked about it, you know. And and not breaking your heart and killing yourself on the on the climb up to whatever abstract notion of whether it be yeah, business success, success or yeah 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 whatever it is right whatever it is. And, um, God, I heard something today about at the beginning of the uh, Industrial Revolution, um, Soren Kierkegaard, again, I've med- mentioned Kierkegaard a lot. He says this thing about, um, says this thing about if you are, uh, he's, he predicted that technological comforts would advance so much that, like, Human, like most human toil and suffering would be ameliorated to the point that we actively sought out burdens to carry, actively sought out heavy things to carry, you know, actively sought out. Aren't we there? Yeah. And I mean, absolutely. Isn't that kind of social media sort of? Well, I mean, but it's also. I think you just nailed it, buddy. It's also like people who are like. Well, you know, we're we're closing in on all the diseases in the world, and and mankind is 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 developing at an exponential rate, and and poverty is going away, and all these great things are happening, and we have all these amazing devices. It's like, but you know what I want to do on Sunday? I want to go put my fucking life in danger climbing a rock, or I want to go out on the road with my band and go play shows for four people and make no money doing it and tell a bunch of dick jokes and lose a bunch <laughs> of money. Or, you know what? I I could probably make a shitload more money selling real estate, but I think instead I'll just make a decent living dealing with cool rock and roll stuff and fucking making people happy and helping to facilitate rock shows which is got to be one of the most noble things that anyone can do is help a rock show happen right yeah i think that what gets left out of the american dream when people talk about the american dream is like you know success and you know finding your finding your footing 
you know, in, in a free world. And I think the humanity part is left out of that a lot. Right. Absolutely. You know, the freedom part of, of just doing what you want and doing what you love and experiencing life. It's like, that's, that's part of the American dream, but you don't, pe- you don't hear people talking about that. It's usually just like, go out there and grab your bucks, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, get them. Get them now. Though. Yeah. You go yeah, get That's em. unfortunate though, that, that, that it's, it's all about like, you just need to make a bunch of money. Then you're successful. And that's what makes you, worthy no, right, or, right, right. or have value and i don't think that's life's not gonna get any easier if you have more money no There's, you just got more other shit still get sick you're gonna have rich people problems yeah cancer doesn't happen cancer doesn't give a fuck how much you're how deep your fucking pocket exactly is. Yeah. Yeah. exactly you know so why yeah i don't know i mean i i have an interesting background with with i have a side of the, my family that's you know fairly fairly wealthy Right, I'd say, and I just don't connect, like because I don't get it. I'm like, that's great. Well, that's, and that success is great, but what I I feel for me, I feel more successful with the way I've kind of done it because I'm like, I'm more speaking to the to my being. Right, right, and, I, and I'm and I'm and we're doing okay. Right you now, and it I makes mean, sense to me. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to scrape too far below the surface to find massive trauma and suffering and just the the dings and cuts that come with fucking being a human being and staying alive a long enough period of time like i look at my kid and i i had a moment today where i was like just sitting on the couch just looking at him and you know it's like again feeling like shit you know sitting around feeling like shit and i'm just like looking at my kid and i was just like and my wife is like, she's like, she's like, where are you at, daddy? What's going on? And I go, I go, I'm just thinking of all the stuff we're going to have to teach him to watch out for and, and all the things we're going to have to prepare him for. And just like got overwhelmed by just how no matter he not only is he going to get beat up, but I want him to get beat up so that he'll be a decent human being and be self-reliant and be, you know, be a good man. And I heard I heard this this quote. I don't know what it's from, but it's like it's like the good mother always fails. If you protect your kids, if you overprotect your kids, you keep them from going out and experiencing shit and growing as a human being. Or if you don't protect your kids, you risk the fact and and understand that they are going to be hurt no matter what. So you have you have a choice to make and you fail no matter what. So you choose to do the thing that, you know, is going to end up hurting you in the long run. Like you have to let that person go and have that experience. That's the best way to learn is by absolutely by the failure. I mean, I've got a failed business under my belt. Right. Absolutely. I'm not proud of that. I'm I'm not at all. But I did take that experience and, and said, okay, well, this, this, this and this. We ain't fucking doing that again. No. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take this approach again. We're not, we're going to, this is a thing we have to work harder on or whatever. So I think, you know, part of that is you got to scrape your knee. I mean, it, it's funny. Like when I grew up as a kid, I had the old school Italian, like you fall out of the tree. How'd that feel? Huh? Yeah. 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 Take your broken ass inside. Don't do that again. Yeah. Don't climb up the fucking tree like I told you not to climb up the tree. <laughs> yeah. You know what happens? Yeah, I bet cli- you won't do that again. You know, there's a lot of those experiences. Right. And, I, and I, I get it with parents, you know, they want to protect them. But, you know, my, my parents did the same thing. They're like, right. yeah, you shouldn't go ahead and do that. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. old asshole. No. And you go do it and you fuck it up. And you're like, okay, I did learn that. Yep, that was... Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah, you, you, you pretty much... You've got to go out and get the shit kicked out of you. I mean, yeah. it's it's... 
the failures are how you grow. I mean, that's yeah, the yeah, only absolutely. way. If somebody hands you shit every day, and just you, you don't have to work at anything. You don't have to value anything. Oh, yeah. It's just handed to you. At some point, life will kick you in the dick. Yeah, and you won't have the willpower to handle it. And you knock. And I, honestly, that's where I feel like some of these, these, uh, you know, things that we see, these violent outbursts that we see with a lot of people. I think part of that comes from, um, and I'm no. I don't know any of this shit like No, but you're a member of the human race. You but, can right, you can make I, an observation. And I, and I feel that some of that is is that we're we're we have a lot of people that aren't equipped to go. Oh yeah. Well, I got fucked. All right. Yeah. You know, dust yourself right. off and and take the next step. And I think people get stuck in this this cycle of of they lose anger. they lose touch with reality. Yeah. And, they, and, and they're pissed and they're angry and then they're depressed and they're not any good and they want to take it out on on anybody else because they become nihilistic you, and crazy yeah because yeah, all you people did it to me yeah instead of not saying that the old school way was great you know cause they would just let you but I think there's got to be a balance in there like right. yeah you need to fail and you have to understand what it feels like that you really worked hard and you didn't win right you know because it happens every day. It happens every day in business. It happens in music. It happens right. in every every you know form of life. Oh yeah. Sometimes you work hard and it just doesn't work, and you got to go. Well, Mo- most you know, move on. Most artists fail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Period. Most of them. Almost all of them. It really depends on how you. Yeah. Qualify failure, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most of them fail according to certain specs, according to certain criteria that that for some reason we all or many of us have agreed upon. You know, like like what we consider the the rules of capitalism. Right. Right. Well, now at the same time, there are some bands for whom capitalism created some of the best music of the 20th century like unlimited studio budgets because and unlimited staff and and creative support and and access to equipment and dude there is so much in every album it wasn't like led zeppelin or the beatles just went home and turned on the tape recorder like there were people back there that were like okay here's the ideas you guys have for songs we are going to help you turn these into masterpieces that'll be multi-million dollar pieces of intellectual property that people are going to dump money into there's yeah there's only so much money for that and yeah and with the way things have changed with the way things have changed in in the economy especially in the economy of the music business i don't know where it's going to land because it has been almost completely equalized and like we talked about on a, on a couple episodes when uh, when Blaine told us that they lost 80% of their global budget that w- that was a crazy did you read did you listen to that yeah that was a crazy stat to hear that blew my fucking mind yeah. dude i was like i was like but you guys are nashville pussy you guys are fucking awesome you know and it's just it's just the way that the market has gone, and I don't know how it's going to fucking land for us, dude. I know I kind of just went off to a, a well, no, and then, but that's that's a good point there. And they and they did have that they they had that net underneath them for a long time. They had that right. financial support, and and they had the team and all that stuff. And 
the effect of that, I think, over the long haul is that there's a long tail. Like there's, you know, they get they get this the benefit of name recognition, you know, band rec- band name recognition, you know, because of all the work that they've done and because of the net that they had mm-hmm. that helped that allowed them to do that work. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so they're they're at a different you know echelon of entertainment than I am for sure. Oh yeah, but you know, I can say, well, you know, I can write a good song. Yeah. You know, I can I can maybe record a good version of that. I can be a good engineer mm-hmm. and I can be proud of it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I feel like kind of sometimes if I expect too much out of it, right. it's almost ruining the idea. Right. I don't know. Right. Call me crazy. No, it's, it's you're, like, you're not crazy. And you're I've said it once and I'll say it again. Your fucking record is awesome. Well, if you, thank you. If you haven't heard Granny Tweed, Ape Shit Mood Ring, you need to listen to that fucking record. You need to hit up Gordophonic Records and make that bitch happen. That is a good goddamn record, man. I'd, I'd like. Thank you. You produced the fuck out of that thing, and it sounds so good. Like you're lots, you're, of, lots of hours in a tiny room. Yeah, your creative <laughs> your creative jism is all over that thing. Get the towel. <laughs> get a quilt. Get the quilt. Get the get the, get are, the are quilt. You, are you gonna write a song about your dick rock? <laughs> that almost. You should call it cock rock. Cock yeah, rock. I mean, it's it, got it like, late night t- TV. Yeah, or cock rock in USA. Maybe I was gonna say rock cock is probably more fr- appropriate. Well, I, like, I don't. I don't know. I like romancing like, the stone. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Romancing yeah. the stone. Yeah. yeah, that's solid. You'll have to go back through and uh, it is listen. solid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a solid mass. Uh, Unfortunately, it's yeah. solid and it is painful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. I feel the burn. Oh well, fuck guys. Um, fuck guys. Yeah, fuck guys. Hey, hey we that came brings around us full circle. circle. In conclusion, fuck guys. Every you chance it, you get, you say you have no idea. I don't. The sage did, wisdom. Did Logan have uh, a out of the mouths of babes? Oh. I, I saw. I saw how happy you guys got when I said fuck guys, and I was like, oh, I did oh, it, dude. We'll, we'll clue you into the to the callback oh, here it's soon. Great. You'll love it. It's it depends on where you stay put your tuned mis- for the reaction video. Uh, anyway, well, it um, depends on where you put your mosquito netting, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, <laughs> Logan's like. What did what? you make a quilt out of out of mosquito netting? Is that <laughs> mind like, your business, son? Well, mind your business. Like cold quilt. I, I I love what you do, man, and I love Me I love the shop, Thank and you. I want to come see you about putting together an experimental vocal array. Like I want to do some weird Mike Patton shit, and I would love to come to talk to you about that, man. Yeah, man, come on down. Like Let's, I said, I, I mean, I need, I'd love to collaborate more with you guys somehow. Or, absolutely. So I got a, I got an idea for a, I want to do a, like at some point. I want to have like a music event, right? For in, the store in the shop. Well, I'd love to do it in the shop, but the problem is, is the fucking walls are closing in. Like we got so much, it's getting smaller and smaller. Right, right, it right, used right, to be right. like, well, look at all this space. Yeah, we can do all this stuff, and now it's like, hey, can you get out of my way because I need to get to that amp. Yeah. Oh, make you know, sure. So. <laughs> you know what? You <laughs> should do it in the parking lot when it's three hundred degrees. I think that would be. We I can think. we can make that work. Okay, cool. The, the the building behind us has a solar panel, and Ooh. if you go out back at like any time during the day, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like if you Shit. go anywhere close to it, you're gonna get fried. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to do this music thing, and I got. I've always kind of had you guys like in mind. Going, I you know, if we if we were able to put it together, I'd like you guys to kind of be. 
Dude, I'd love our dude. You guys know I like your band. I mean, no, we'd love to. I've showed up loaded. I've showed it up loaded to your shows. I know. That's usually how people show up to our shows. Oh man, that was a that was. that Gary Gary Lee's show was fun as fuck, man. I may have had a I may have had a pizza earlier with some mushrooms on it. (sighs) Just saying. So by the time I got to the show, I don't know if I could go to Gary Lee's on mushrooms. Dude, you walked around when you had the the uh, the the fucking jumpsuit the jumpsuit, on. jumpsuit man and I was like <laughs> I was like it was just funny because it just looked funny and so you came around the corner like that's great tassels yeah everything was kind of groovy by the time I got oh, there oh yeah dude <laughs> everybody should wear those dude I think they should <laughs> you should give those out when, at the door I really feel like wearing those right now I feel like they should hand out mushroom capsules at the door when you go to a concert man there's no as far as I'm concerned there is no other way to see a concert I mean I don't go to all concerts on mushrooms, but no. when I do, they're pretty fucking amazing. Choose your dosage. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't hey, have to get super, yeah. super crazy. But Choose I your mean, own adventure, <laughs> dude. I like I to say, I like to microdose, well, man. Weren't those those? I'm into the microdosing. <laughs> you took too much and ended up eating cake in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see Galactic once at the Fillmore. This is I don't even fucking remember how many years ago. They're a but, good live band. Yeah, and they and they have these. They're from New Orleans. If you don't know who they are, I guess they're they're from New Orleans, and they do a lot of cool New Orleans type, um, you know, grooves and shit like that. And um, they have these costumes that they put on, and they're like fifteen feet tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went to the Fillmore, and me and a buddy of mine, he's like, "Hey, have some of this." Oh, sure. We go opening band, and then. Galactic comes on. We're kind of, you know, kind of grooving around a little bit. I open my eyes. I look up, and I look at the stage, and there's like these 15 foot things just dancing around. I'm like, what the fuck? Like Whole, big puppets, and, or yeah? Well, no, they're like they're real people in a costume, but the the arms extend out mm-hmm. like four more feet, so it looks like this giant, right? Like voodoo doll dancing around. I'm like, what the fuck? And it take and it's it's like taking me a minute to kind of like. Okay, recalibrate. Together, yeah. Recalibrate what the fuck's oh, happening oh, here. You're on drugs, Ike. Remember, you're on drugs. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Oh, what all right. This is amazing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like this black and yellow checkerboard just goes and cuts the whole fucking place in half. And I'm like, oh, I, f- <laughs> I, f- I, f- I did it. I fucking fried my brain. Yeah. Like that's it. The checker. I'm never going to see anything lower than the. And it, it cut everybody off at like the waist. So there's nothing but these like torsos right. dancing around and these big things. I'm like, that's it. My, I'm, I'm. That's it. My life is going to be yellow and black checkerboard from now on. <laughs> I'm going to see nothing else. It freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's why that's why you got a microdose, man. <laughs> it you was got, pretty entertaining. I've got so many friends. I feel like they've ruined mushrooms for themselves because they took they had a bad time yeah. once. If you had a bad time once on mushrooms, I'd give it four more times. You'll have a good time eventually. I promise you. You got to go in with the right mindset. You got to yeah. go in going, yeah, everything's. You got to go cool, to the right man. place. You got to go there, but chances are it'll just be amazing if you do it right. Anyway, um, so yeah, fuck guys, do mushrooms, and uh, thanks so much for listening to the motherfucking podcast episode number eighty-one. Yeah, yeah. 81. Uh, and and uh, we're, we're up here, huh? Uh, we're up, dude. Damn, eighty-one, up. man. We're we're gonna we're gonna hit episode one hundred in in uh, two thousand twenty. It's it's gonna be exciting, man. We're excited. Uh, Gordo, I love you. Thank you so much love for you, man. doing love the show as always. Logan, I'm so, much. so glad you came. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here, man. It's good to be back. It's I mean, nice to have you back. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And I I really appreciate everything that you're doing for for the the community, for musicians everywhere and and man, I I am going to come see you and we're going to get set up on some pedals and shit and just thank you so much for doing what you do and and keeping it real, man. It it means the world. No yeah. problem, man. We're yeah, just, man. We're just doing our thing for yeah. everybody. So, yeah. uh where can people find you, find your stuff like uh, they can find us on, if you want to go to the web store, it's at uh, flipside-music.com, right. or you can come down to 1673 South Acoma Street here in Denver. Um, yeah, that's what, those are the two places to, to find us. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening, feel free to subscribe to us and participate in What the Fact. It's our weekly... What the Fact. What the Fact. Weekly show, question and answer kind of deal. How many episodes do you guys have out now? Um, we're, we've been doing it over a year. So I mean, you're on like season season, season two or season two. I mean, we've missed like the last three weeks because we had a clinic and then I went out of town and. But that's great, dude. Shit happens, you that's know. So shit. you got like what fifty episodes, something like that. Oh, more than that. I mean, I, th- oh. I think we're at like sixty. Something dude, like that's that, fucking that's, great, man. Yeah, and you know, it's like I said, it's it, it's fun. It's yeah. just a cool thing to kind of shoot the shit, and we're just it. It literally is like Gordo said. It's just the same it's the experience. same if you walked in the store it's going to be the same shit that's fantastic man so I'm sure you've heard every episode we end with a one for the homies shout out chosen by our guest which is I want you to think of a band that deserves a little extra love that maybe they're a friend of yours maybe they're a band that you saw recently maybe they're just a band that you think is cool but you tell us the name of a band and we will find something of theirs somewhere and and hmm. we'll put it on the end of the episode um, and uh, so people can listen to it when they're trying to decide which podcast to listen to next. Hmm, that's a tough, that's kind of a tough question because yeah. I'm like, I already know you dudes. Yeah, yeah, You guys yeah. already shamelessly plug yourselves. Oh, constantly. So, yeah, it's so out of like control. A it's out of control. All I yeah. do is sit at home and plug myself. You're constantly <laughs> plugging yourself with your quilt. <laughs> I get onto the quilt and I plug myself I day and night. I don't know which hanky to use today. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't... We got a lot of... A lot of wet wipes at my house. We got a lot of baby wipes at home. <laughs> do a lot of cleaning up. Has little to do with the baby. <laughs> we got a lot of towels. Yeah. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a local band. So That's a good band. I know the I know. Spills. That'd be a cool band name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Accidental that's Spills. A yeah. With the Spills. Yeah. I bet they, have, I bet they have mullets and ironic tattoos and Yeah, they, they they all they all have fringe cuts and they all wear the same denim jacket. Oh wait. <laughs> Hang on. This wait a minute. Familiar. Uh, Okay, so a local band, um, these young dudes that come in named uh, 21 Terrors. 21 Terrors? Terrors. Terrors. T-A-R-A-S. Oh, 21 Terrors. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. So they're actually a, a customers of ours. I know John, he, he's the blues guitar player, the dad, but his son Alec plays keyboards and dr- drums, and uh, he's a guitar player. And the kid's super solid, ta- uh, talented, so... They're a good band. Cool. Do you, do you have uh, Do you have a song in mind, or I, just whatever's I, up there? I don't. Let's let's put on something by Twenty One Terras. Uh, they've thanks. kind of changed their style a little bit. You know, cool. they started out harder rock, and then they've kind of they're growing. 
Cool. So, that cool band. We're, we're gonna we're gonna close out with some Twenty One Terras here nice. on the motherfucking podcast. Thank you so yeah. much for listening. Thanks for telling all your friends or just one. You know, it's it's about quality, not quantity. After all, we learned that today, didn't we, Gordo? This is correct. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's good to get in here and just talk things out. You know, just work through it and just get the yuckies out. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> get your yayas out. Get your okay. yayas out. Uh, thank you so much. This is the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Gordo. Uh, I'm Logan. Yeah. I'm here. And Ike's in the and mo- Ike. Ike's in this bitch. I'm over here too. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 